in a word or it's in a look, you can't get rid of the Babadook. A rumbling sound, then three sharp knocks. That's when you'll know he's around. You'll see him if you look. Hello and welcome to the 56k modem of mildly interesting prophecy. Ram Jack the inadvertent. Hi guys, I am Alex and joining me in a brand new year is my co-host and friend, Brad. Hey there, hi. What's up, Brad Brad? Hi, uh, you'll notice there's not a uh, miniature golden noodle in my arms, so... Uh, hey. It happens. Look at him next year, man. Look at him next it's year. Cool. It's cool. You know, we just already done over 200 episodes of free entertainment for people. You think just maybe, just maybe uh, it might be a golden noodle in my arms, but you know, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Hey, we sprung that on them during the holiday season. No one anticipated it. I think we can cut I, people a little slack, but next year true. there it's is no true. slack. Well, next year, next next, uh, next month, next month we'll, we're going to extend this out a month. Uh, see, <laughs> <laughs> see, see how it goes. I thought about two weeks, but I'm going to be generous, you know. Who knows? Uh, so we're going to we're going to take this in, uh, for another month. So uh, guys, go ahead and send uh, them on. Send them on. Maybe this. Maybe maybe uh, there's a little delay. Maybe there's a holiday delay. I don't know. I don't know how this works. <laughs> uh, these are very expensive dogs, so maybe it takes a while for to clear the paperwork. I don't know. But it's okay. I'll forgive you. Thank you, Brad. And thank you, listeners, for coming back to the show. Happy New Year, everyone. We are now in 2015. We did it. We did it. We're heroes. Yay. Put them up, victory pose. Um, Awesome stuff on the show today, guys. We're going to be talking about Perfect Strangers, a, uh, a two-parter. Who epic two-parter. Which is very appropriate for the season because it has to do mm. with uh, skiing and snow and all those wonderful winter things. Yes. Uh, getting stuck in an avalanche. You know, the normal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to probably help some new people. Definitely. We got some stories to share as far as science and news, but first off, Brad wants to talk about a film, a little uh, movie. Guys, first movie I watched of the year, I, I watched uh, The Babadook. Um, Babadook. The Babadook. Oh, and what is a Babadook? Um, I, yeah, it's a creepy thing. Uh, <laughs> this movie, guys, it's an Australian movie. Nice. And Aussies. It's basically like it's a horror movie. Uh, there's this there's this mom. She's struggling to get by. Her husband's been dead for like seven years now. He died driving her to the hospital to deliver the baby. Um, so now she's you know raising a seven year old child on her own, and it's like this mm. kid's like the worst kid. Like ah, it's it's a tough life she's living. Um, and then one night she's reading a story, and he pulls out this book that she's never seen before called Mr. Babadook. Oh. And it's fucking creepy as fuck. So which, they which read the story this, at bedtime? Yeah. Or she starts to and realizes this is super creepy and is like, we're not reading this because he's like screaming and having a freak out because it's terrifying. Um, so like she throws the book away. She like she rips it up, throws it away. A couple days later, there's a knock at her door and the book's back on the doorstep. Only it's like been like put back together and it's even more terrifying now. <laughs> And it's like showing it, like horrific images of like like her like uh, possessing her and like killing like the kid and like yeah it's fucked up. So who's behind all this? A uh, weird well, creepy neighbor, the garbage man. Well, here's the thing. Please like, tell the, me Babadook isn't real. 
this 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 movie like you know you don't know if like she's going crazy or if like this Babadook thing is real, <laughs> because also like she's just not she's not getting any sleep and like it's like oh, the kid's not crazy. sleeping. So and then like you don't know you just and you never know if like she's completely fucking bonkers or if there's a super scary monster that looks like uh, basically like a shadow person like a dude with like a hat and like these creepy arms and oh and it's like wow. pretty much all like practical effects too. It's not there's no like CGI stuff. Um, huh. Yeah. Super fucking creepy. So super. you never know throughout the entire movie whether it's real or not. It's, I mean... It, At one st- point, still... surely, there's a twist that's like, okay, now all, now we know. I mean, it still could all just, you don't know. You don't know. I mean, she could just have, like, been bonkers. <laughs> um, but it's super fucking, it's just claustrophobic and terrifying. Because this, nice. this woman being trapped with this, like, kid that's, like, out of control... <laughs> Like, that's enough to be terrifying. But then there's a, a creepy, like, creature, like, in the house that... Ugh. Which might be you. The creature creeping yeah. on your kid might actually be you. Yeah, And that's a nightmare be. in its own right. It could be. Like, I do love horror movies that play with that ambiguity of, like, is it or is it not. Yeah, this it does it well. This one is really fucking good. I recommend it. Where did you it. watch it? Did you watch... Uh, sh- stream it online or i i uh, download it through some completely legal means oh nice okay i'll have to catch it when it comes on netflix or something yeah i think it was i think it just came out in the u.s um i think in november but it's been released elsewhere i think for like a year now i know it did because i read reviews when it first came out and actually thought of you because people were championing it as an awesome horror movie yeah it's super fucking good so good in the same vein of that brad i didn't want to i didn't are you are you finished with the babadook you don't have a storybook you're going to show me, right? Oh, well, Alex, I'm not going to splice up an episode and then throw it in your trash can and suddenly there's a a, mis- a little digital alert and suddenly it's there and now it's saying things like bring me the blue pages. This is uh this is the book and this is called uh, Mr. Ramjack. I've taken up uh, things from the podcast and I've uh, moved them around and now it's a terrifying ster- terrifying tale oh, of of murder. That has to be an episode title. <laughs> Mr. Ramjack. And the cobbled book of repair or something. Uh, um, and, oh, God, fucking Babadook. Like, it also it calls her at one point, and, like, she hears it on the phone. And it it's just, phones her? Yeah, and it's just like, Babadook, Babadook, Duke, Duke. No, thank you. It no, talks like you. a Pokemon. It can only say its name, but it's saying different things, like, Babadook, oh. Baba, Babadook, Baba. It's fucking terrifying. And it's oh. her. I, In my mind, it's, she's crazy. So she picked up the phone and the kid's like, Mom, you're weird. And she's just yeah. hearing this weird Babadook thing in her head. I mean, either way, like, she's the worst mom. <laughs> like, she's the worst mom either way. Whether she's being possessed by a Babadook or if she's just losing her fucking mind. She is <laughs> the worst. Worst. Hey, that sleep deprivation will make you do crazy shit or make you see things. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. Brad has... Uh, definitely hallucinated. Never seen a Bob. He's told story. Never seen. Well, not yet. Uh, Who knows what weird things are running in your head? You saw that horse once, right? Didn't a did, horse come I at you from like a room horse. and just like <laughs> just came in? You know, hung out hallucination horse. What? No big deal. Like we just partied. Did it say stallion, stallion, stallion? And then suddenly you had to watch out for horses. Oh, I, I don't know. I right? If you lived just... a horror movie and just hadn't told anyone, well. I mean, I've killed, but, <laughs> like... The horse the did tell me to murder, you know, those three yeah. people, but they, they deserved it. Yeah, they absolutely deserved it. Like, I mean, they were possessed themselves by other spirits. It was spiritual warfare. It's okay. Like, it doesn't count. 
Oh, man. Like, I wasn't killing, and they weren't really people. They were just facades that were being used. They were puppets. And puppets aren't real people. Puppets aren't real people. Puppets are not real people. They don't count. There is a whole community of people, which I am sure agree with you, at least 50-50 in their numbers, Mm. that we might get to later on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely. Um, But before that, speaking of living horror movies, Brad sent me an article this morning. Uh, on this, the first day of a brand new year, mm-hmm. um, that talked about an NYPD cop turned demonologist who believes that demonic, <laughs> demonic possession is on the rise in the Big Apple. Oh boy. I don't know if he's seen the Apple. Um, but he's probably just talking about they're on the rise in the movie The Apple. Yeah. That would make much more sense. That makes much more sense than what. Um, he, well, no, apparently he is definitely talking about the city. Um, he, his story or stories have been turned into a horror movie when it's called Deliver Us From Evil. And it talks about his, um, I guess what he's seen. Yeah. On his investigations. He left an 18 year career with the police department to focus on demon possession full time. As you do. Mm-hmm. As you, if you do when you're passionate. A lot of people, uh, it seems that people who suddenly realize the spiritual world and also entrepreneurs, um, because I've seen this on uh, the Shark Tank many times, just quit their full-time job to pursue a dream. (laughs) Often to the same, um, I guess, result as I'm sure this demonologist has come to, which is nothing. Because, just because demons aren't real. Guys, listen, like, don't call yourself a demonologist. As the first person that stormed out of the Twin Peaks uh, podcast Facebook group when I called them an idiot, um, like, has hopefully learned, like, demonology isn't a fucking thing. If you call yourself a demonologist, you deserve to be laughed out of every sphere of society. Like, demonologist. First of all, you think demons are real. You're a dummy. Uh, Second of all, you think there's so many varied demons and there's so much information about them that you can devote yourself to the study of demonology as though it was a broad topic for (laughs) academic research. I'm a demonologist. What are you talking about? How many demons do you know about? Like, what do you... uh, uh, Tell me about demons. Tell me about some fucking demons. Oh, they will. Oh, I know they will. I've been to (laughs) creepyhollows.net. Like, like, what are you... There's so much shit in the world that you could learn about, talk about, be an expert in. Like, why are you learning about fake things? If I I could read some stuff or quote him... Uh, his name is Sarchi, by the way, which is like the worst name for a human ever. I um, listen, people. If you get a shitty name, you should change it. I, we've talked like, about it. Crazy names. I mean, like I feel like I should have changed my name, but I think it's too late now. I Dude, feel like you could you totally lock, change it. You gotta lock it in at like seventeen. Like after, yeah. like it's too late. Like now, when I see people change their names, because just a lot of my friends are actors, I'm just like, oh, you made a, you got a stupid like stage name. <laughs> what Please a change your name to uh, Trace Angeles. <laughs> Just legally. Toss Angeles. Toss Angeles. I don't know why. Trace. I heard the name Trace the day later and for some reason crossed them in my head and thought, well, Trace is actually an okay name. Nope. Los Angeles and Toss. Los and Toss. Los and Toss. Brothers. Um, It's definitely on the rise, demonology. I hate to say it. As society pushes God out, no one can deny that it's happening. Uh, There's a good portion of society that just can't stomach Jesus Christ. And when I see that, I have to wonder where all that hatred's coming from. Because you people believe dumb things. (laughs) Look, I'm not a ghost hunter. I'm not a paranormal investigator. Okay. I'm a demonologist. Oh, what's the difference? 
I'm a religious demonologist. There's different types of demonologists, Brad. Oh. He's a religious one. Like, I, guys... I approach this from a religious point of view, and I'm not looking to entertain you. I'm looking What other point you. of view would you take it from? I have no idea. Demons don't exist outside of religious culture. Guys, like, when people are like, oh, well, you know, hey, if people want to believe things, you know, I think it's okay. You know, it's whatever. It gives them comfort. You know, some people need bullshit, first of all. Second of all, like, this is the kind of shit that crops up when you believe things without a reason. You, yeah. you cannot believe things without a reason. If you do, you're just fucking wrong. Even if it turns out you're right, you're still wrong. Like, if by I, freak yeah. circumstance, like, there's gods and demons and magics, and you believe in it now without a fucking reason, you're still wrong. You're still fucking wrong. Um, Brad, um, if we can go ahead and go on to uh, some some interesting news happening around this beautiful world of ours, Let's there's do it. there's a certain um, online campaign that I'm sure you can get behind. All right. Um, uh, cat cafes. Old Ugh, news. Gross. Old news. No one likes Good. a cat cafe anymore. Awesome. They've 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 been played. All right. But dog cafes. Hmm. Dog cafes are gonna be big in 2015. I don't think they are. Well, Sarah Wolfgang thinks so. Uh, she perfect has, name. There's yes. a person with a perfect name. She, it's her destiny to make a dog yes. cafe. Um, she is currently running an Indigo campaign uh, to raise $200,000 uh, to jumpstart a uh, dog cafe, uh, I think in Los Angeles. Listen, I love, I love dogs, and I would definitely like maybe pop into a dog cafe for a second. But I still, like, I'm still, like, really questioning this. I'm questioning the cleanliness Look, of this. A lot of people are questioning this, and like, I have a quote from her to defend at least part of it. Uh-huh. First things first, she's been to a dog cafe in Korea, because all of these things start in the East. Okay. And she's like, we've got to do this. It combines a shelter and a private, like, cafe dining establishment. And she has this to say, Look, a lot of dogs weren't given a chance to be adopted in Los Angeles simply because they seem too shy or too barky under the high stress of a stress of a shelter environment. The dog cafe takes them out of that stressful environment and gives them a place to be themselves to where people can really get to know the animals I and mean, adopt them. I like it. I, just, I still feel like this place is going to smell like dog urine. It is. Like, there's no way around that. Like, I, I will like say... How much, how much cleaning are you going to do? Like, what, what kind of a cafe environment... Like, what are the health code? How's that going to work? Yeah, you think if this was a winning idea that Starbucks would already be doing it, right? Yeah. Like, their new cafe would have some sort of animal hosting I mean, um, listen, feature, I, but they're not. Know, there's, they're not. There's a, there's a lot of places that you can, like, bring dogs, and they have, like, an outside area, and, like, you can just hang there yeah. with your dog pal. Yeah. You can order things for your dog, like, whatever. That's a thing. That can be done. But, like, you can't just, like, have a cafe with animals. You just can't. Yeah. That's gonna, it's gonna be weird. They, they all have to be, like, house-trained. Yeah. And, like, there's so many. Like, it's just gonna, it's gonna get, it's, it's gonna get, I mean, there's barking's gonna happen. It's gonna get a little kooky. Like, these, these would have to be, like, the best, like, most amazingly trained dogs. Like, I love the idea. Trust. I would love to hang out with dog pals all day. But I just don't think it's feasible. More feasible than Cat Cafe, because Cat Cafe is gross. A lot of people agree with you. Um, this article goes on um, to talk about how a lot of people want to have animal cafes of varying uh, species and creatures, mm -hmm. and a lot of them go to crowdfunding to support it, but a lot of them never reach their goal. In fact, and this spells trouble for her, there was a cat cafe uh, campaign also in Los Angeles where she's trying to get this dog thing started, and it only raised 3% of the $350,000 it needed. So obviously those cats are on the street. Yeah. Um, uh, good luck, Wolfgang. 
I don't know what else. What else can she do with the name like Wolfgang Brad? If this does, if this falls through, which it probably will, what else can she Definitely. do with that name? Um, I mean, it's a solid name. I feel like. Um, listen, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Brad, just straight up look. I have no idea what she's gonna do. <laughs> this is all she like, has. This is all she why has. Why don't you run a cafe or a dog shelter? Like, why don't you pick one? I feel like Wolfgang is a good name. Wasn't there like a chef called Wolfgang? Wolfgang Puck or something? Sure. So she could fall back on a, being a there's chef. There's a somewhat famous composer. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I would say that as well. She could go into music, the culinary arts, or dog cafe. I mean, I, I feel like just have a. Why don't you just have like a, a cafe and a dog shelter, or a dog shelter that like in the back and a cafe, so you can like, hey, come to my, come to this dog shelter, ad- adopt a dog, maybe like get some coffee while you're there. Like do I do a two in one, but like don't mi- don't do a mixer because you can't do a mixer. Can't do it. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure we'll hear about it. Um, Ramjack will stay vigilant. Uh, Brad. Fish cafe. That's a cafe you can do. Do a fish cafe. You just have it's just aquarium. All the walls are aquariums. Hmm. See, that would be really sweet. But like an elaborate aquarium and huge. Absolutely. Yeah. The walls. The walls are aquarium. I like that. I can get behind that. Huh. Uh, Brad, werewolves may be real. Nope. Well, there's some things happening in Argentina that got me Mm. concerned. Uh So, according to uh, Argentinian folklore. The seventh son born to a family turns into a werewolf. First of all, don't have seven sons. Case closed. Well, I mean, it's rare. You're going to have a lot of children. It's rare that you have seven sons. But that yeah, seventh don't, son? Don't have seven anythings. Like, just, like, <laughs> four, four is too many. You know what? Like, that's a good, that's, that's, a, that's a thing to live by in 2015 from Ren Jack. Don't have seven of anything. Yeah. Like that's why I don't have seven dollars currently because I just I don't think I don't I don't think I should. <laughs> that's the reason why. Well, no one likes little singles anyway. No, no, no. But Gross. only six five dollar bills, six twenties. You can well, have eight twenties, but not seven. Um, and if you have more, if you have more than seven, just send them. Just send them uh, on to Ramjack. Just like send them down, guys. Get rid it's of them. called the seven limit. Get rid of that filthy lucre. Yeah, you don't need it. Um, but yes, the seventh son of an Argentinian family uh, will befall a curse, which basically translates to werewolf. Um, and it shows its f- true nature on the first Friday after the boy's 13th birthday. And legends say, turning the boy into a demon at midnight during every full moon, he's doomed to haunt and kill before returning to human form. Werewolves. Um, here's the thing. You have to get baptized to stop this from happening. And then I think someone else has to adopt you so that you're not the seventh son. I don't know why this number seven is so, uh, integral to this myth. So the, the president of Argentina has adopted, um, or adopts, yeah, has adopted a son, a seventh son, to stop him from becoming a werewolf and a menace to the Argentinian society. This is for real. This happened. Well, the adoption so this happened. This has been happening. Yeah, it's, it's been, been happening, happening like, but now people are taking notice of it. Why? Well, I have no, no idea. Having, no, it's because there haven't been a seventh son in like a billion years because people are, don't have that many kids anymore because they're not fucking that stupid anymore. But like, yet they you keep don't have the to. tradition. We know werewolves aren't real. Your seventh right. son is not turning into that. You're, well, these people are, these again, this family is dumb enough to have like seven kids <laughs> like ugh. 
God, like so crazy. But apparently, yeah, for like a long time, they've been fucking adopt every like time one of these uh, would be werewolves rolls around like the head of state fucking adopts them like in a weird ceremony that it's like the fucking turkey pardoning bullshit like it's not it's not a thing it's just dumb you're not really adopting them you're like you, they get like a scholarship and like some bullshit and they, and they make a big show of it but it's all fucking bullshit it's but yeah. it's like about werewolves oh. oh so dumb it is dumb but how did it the seventh son like just the, i i want to know the story behind the myth which they don't talk about sadly Oh boy. Um, continuing to to tour the world, we're gonna go up to Canada, mm-hmm. where a male's right, a male right activist group uh, is a little offended by uh, man spreading. You know what this is, Brad? I know you've heard of this. About what? Man spreading. No. Um, a lot of people uh, think man spreading is gross and weird. It's basically when in any social environment, uh, a man sits down and spreads his legs as far as he possibly can, uh. impeding people around him and making ve- a lot of people uncomfortable. Yeah. It's called man spreading, and a Canadian male right group says, "No, we will spread our legs as much as that we want." Uh. The uh, man who heads this group is called Mike Wood, um, and he has this to say, I feel that if we want to have our legs open on a bus and not have to keep them closed, then I feel that we should be allowed to do so. It's kind of unnecessary to ban a certain thing. Why are we calling this man-spreading? Both women and men can open their legs. Women probably don't do it as often as men do, but it's something we all do, and I don't understand why we have to label it. This dude has no clue as to what's going on. Uh, this dude's pretending not to know what's going on because that you can everyone can agree with. It's stupid to have a title for this. I mean, it's yeah, stupid to have a word for like douchebags like trying to take up too much space because they're the worst. I do think it's interesting that society's been like, all right, douchebags, enough is enough. Don't take up yeah. four seats or three seats with your man spreading or your spreading of yeah, your legs. Yeah. First Listen, off, there's I, no there's no ventilation thing happening there. Fuck you. That's not a thing. It's not about it's not about ventilation. Well, that's it's what about, these like, people come up with up first. It is about taking up space. No. It's like trying to like establish a weird type of dominance or just kind of yeah, this is my space and I don't give a fuck. It's just stupid. I mean, Listen, we would all like to have more space. Yeah. Sure. But, like, harsh reality is, like, if you're on a crowded bus, like, you can't have extra space. But don't take up more space than you need to. Yeah. That's that's something I think everyone else should live by as well. Like, don't take up more well, space I mean, than you need. Like, honestly, let's let's be realistic. Like, I nobody, like, wants, like, a person close enough that they're, like, touching no. you. No. That's, that's terrible. But, like, if you're, like, on a bus that's crowded, like, that's gonna happen. And it is the worst. Trust. I agree. I don't want anybody, I don't want any, I don't want anybody touching me. I don't want their clothes touching me. I don't want to, like, be touched at all. At all. I hate it. But, like, but if you're, if, if you're crowded, seat by seat, then yes. But if you were sitting beside someone and they spread their legs and basically tried to force your legs to move over, what would you do? I'd imagine you would just go irate on them, like, move your fucking legs. Yeah, probably. Like, I, yeah, I would like have I would have it stop. But like, I that I, I've never been in that situation. Like, I just <laughs> it's just. I mean, because most people won't do it. I mean, come on, we're talking well, about like, a few assholes. I'm, well, I mean, a lot of assholes. I mean, I've seen it in New York. People just, but it's not necessarily dudes. People just like to take up space. But dudes tend to yeah. be the worst and grossest about it. Yeah, you. I mean, you just can't. Like, you, you like you have to deal with the fact if you're gonna take a public transit situation and it's crowded, it's gonna be awful. Like, that's just a fact. Yeah. Um. So, like, grow up, shut up, like, stop it. Yeah, stop it. Just stop it. Um, I've got some science news. 
Um, apparently, we're learning more about memory. Um, UCLA has been doing some research, and they found a way to reestablish memories that were lost to, I think, a snail. Yeah. Um, and they think that this might actually help people with Alzheimer's retrieve their memories as well, or at least to retain them. Um, the basic science of this is um, people used to think that memories are, for a long time, they thought that memories were stored in synapses uh, between um, neurons. But now they're pretty sure that neurons are the actual key to memory. Um, they ran a basically they ran an experiment where they stopped the synthesizing of proteins that help with synaptic synaptic I guess connectivity and these snails I don't know I guess why not snails these snails lost the ability to do certain things they were like I guess trained to do uh, but once they stopped impeding that um, I guess protein the snails got their memory back so they're thinking that this the in I guess the interference of this is what's actually causing memory loss and they're hoping to be able to restore memories to people uh, with related conditions soon so that's pretty cool unless you don't want your memories exactly. back. exactly what if someone doesn't mm. want to remember and suddenly now they have to wow some people want to forget you, I blocked it out I, I blocked out Baba Duke well he's back no I tried so hard Nope. Nope. Alex, I think it's time uh, to play the game Sweep of the Nation. Uh, it's called Giving Advice, the game. Nice. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go to a little forum here, and we're going to some people with some questions, and we're going to help them out. I think we're going to take another uh, trip back to our friends at uh, creepyhollows.com. Mm. And uh, when I've gone, I've gone into the newbie slash beginner section of the forum, so there's a lot of people with real questions here. Oh. Uh, in fact, there's a lot of good ones here, but uh, first ones first. Uh, why do they want to be kept? That's a, Why that's do a, they want to be kept? That's a super valid question. I think we all were, were wondering. Uh, oh, what the fuck is this? Oh, this is bullshit. They posted this themselves. This is posted by Creepy Hollows. It's informational. It's not a question at all. Aww, it's an answer. You were. You were. I'm not, this is not. This is not. You were uh, uh, this is not listening to your bullshit advice in the form of a question. The game. No. Well, okay. Well, that's a. There's a question that I do have, and that's why do they want to be kept? Does it answer it at all? Like, what does it? What well, does it pose before we go on to these questions? Because it's something that I feel needs to be addressed before we can help these people more. All right, I will read this, but it is really breaking the spirit of the game. Um, <laughs> spirits want the ability to communicate, share, and be part of something. Do they? Spirits do that by coming into our lives themselves, or by being invoked, or conjured. They're not talking about anything. Once they have come to us, they can stay of their own will, attach themselves to a person or vessel, or be bound temporarily or permanently to a person or vessel, like a Babadook. Um... <laughs> No one wants to think that after they have gone, there will be no purpose or usefulness to their lives. No one wants to You're think that, bad. but it's the truth. Mm. Many have reported being haunted by loved ones or ancestors. These reports coming even from those who are not typical subscribers to the paranormal. This is no different in the aspect of spirits from our own realm and other realms. They too wish to be of purpose and assistance. Some are set on accomplishing help with a particular human, whereas others roam unbound until there is a specific need for their guidance, support, help, friendship, companionship, etc. They have the capability of being on our realm as well as the spiritual realm. What are you talking about? (laughs) 
And in the case of those who originated from the astral realm, what? Our spiritual realm, what? Some have the capability of walking all three planes. Why do you think there is one plane, much less three? This accounts for why sometimes their presence is more strongly felt than others. That's convenient. They aren't always sitting around waiting for something to happen. They are capable of coming and going to and from you to their own to their own realm on their own. What? So are they in That's these crystals or not? Like, I, we, you gotta, they want to be. They're, you gotta conjure, and I, oh, I don't know. This is the elaborate rules set up by these strange communities and fantasies. I mean, are are there to, I guess, um, keep people kind of, um, ever outside, like just grasping still. Like you're never. Look, maybe yeah. I just did the conjuring spell wrong. And then they have a dream, like our, our little uh, uh, Toss Angeles, and suddenly they're like, oh, I believe it now, even though I've asked these things three times to do something and they haven't done it. At planes of existence. I, uh, Alex, uh, listen, I I'm just, I, I'm, I'm looking at some other questions here, and here's another fool that's posted about their dreams. Holy fuck. Dreams aren't anything, guys. I'm just, here's some advice. Like, if you have a dream... Shut up. Like, nobody cares. Like, nobody cares about your fucking dreams. Your dreams aren't real. They're dreams. It's your brain. The the, the best parts about dreams is, it, I mean, it really is just random, all, nearly random firing of synapses and at, at random stage of your own consciousness, but it's nothing special. But it is neat to hear sometimes people that obviously you're close to's dreams, um, because these are things in their head. Like, and granted, it's random, but sometimes it's there are interesting things you can glean from it. Not often, and most people don't know how to no. deliver a story. Most people's dreams are really fucking boring and weird because... Yeah. I mean, come on, most people are boring and weird, so it's like, nah, pass. Exactly. Unless, unless you have a very specific, entertaining thing from your dream that you're going to tell me that is going to be an interesting story, fuck off with your fucking dream talk. Grow up and shut up. <laughs> but, Daenery writes, uh, interesting dream experience. Let's, let's be the judge. All right. <laughs> Hi, all, exclamation point. You're already being judged. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been posting much because life took over, hmm. but I post every single day. <laughs> oh, but I, sorry, 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 uh, but I, but I see posts oh. every single day. I, I too was very excited about that. Uh, my mistake. It's all right. It's okay. Uh, However, even though I've been away for the past few weeks and haven't been very dedicated to my spirits, I feel they know they are always in my heart, though. I had a very interesting experience that I had to share with you. Oh, he had a very, very, in all caps, ex interesting experience. It better be. But I have a feeling he's about to tell us about a dream. Mm. <clears throat> I consider myself a newbie, still exploring the possibilities of the paranormal. Ellipses. A few times I have been surprised by my spirit friends already. However, they keep amazing me. It wasn't an experience, but all right. More setup for what I'm sure is going to be a really great story. <laughs> uh, let's learn about this experience, this experience that happened and not a boring dream. Um, <clears throat> a few nights ago, I had a dream, ellipses, and it seemed like just a random dream as it was about James Bond. I was never a fan of James Bond. I'm not particularly interested in any of the actors that played it. And I don't like the character very much. Well, okay. <laughs> this is already just riveting. I hate James Bond. I had a dream about him, though. Hmm. However, the dream made me extremely obsessed about it. Okay. Like, literally obsessed. <laughs> in special, in special for Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. 
This is a strange occurrence, I agree, if you're obsessed about Pierce Brosnan as James Bond, because you would be the only person in the fucking world that's obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. Literally. Uh, I couldn't stop thinking about it, day and night. I was going insane! I was screaming so loud in my head that I had to watch the movies. What? Long story short, turns out that in one of the movies, there was an answer to something I have been looking for that is going to be very important for my work. In one year from now, I will let you know if it really worked, smiley face. However, once I interpreted the dream and the obsession, once I told my spirit friends got the message, exclamation point, it went away. I once more do not care for James Bond, lol. (laughs) However, once I interpreted the dream and the obsession, once I told my spirit friends got the message, exclamation point, it went away. I once more do not care for James Bond, lol. I thought this was absolutely amazing. (laughs) How they can take something that seems to be random and turn it into a message. Four dot ellipses, a fuck course. How they can make you obsess about something until you realize what they're trying to say. Thank you, Kay, my Lederk ellipses. I know this was you, heart. What is Lederk? Oh, Lederk? You know, Alex, Lederk. L-I-D-E-R-C. Lederk. I know it was you. You know. Um, okay. Lederk. Um, it is, um, Lederk is a unique supernatural being of of Hungarian folklore. Oh, Lederk. Yeah, Lederk. I've never heard of a Lederk. Oh, no, no, no. They're super, super, super big deal. What are they? Um, Give me more information. They're a supernatural creature. Do they look like anything? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh... The first more traditional form of the Lederk is as a miracle chicken. <laughs> oh! A chicken spirit! Which hatches from the first egg of a black hen kept warm under the arm of a human. You know. Oh, so this is like the Argentinian seventh son. Seventh son. If if yes, you keep like... a, a black chicken warm under your arm, the egg it lays will lay a Babadook. Or a Le- what, what is it? A Lador? A Lederk. A Lederk. Huh. Thank you, Lederk. I know you made me watch James Bond, even though I didn't want to, but then you put it on my heart to do it, and then after I watched it and found the information I need, I left. Um, what could there be in a James Bond movie that this woman interpreted to be a personal message to her from a chicken to help her with her life? I also love how while she'll tell us about her dream and her obsession over James Bond, she won't tell us the information that she got from it and how that's going to affect her life. No, we gotta wait a year. Why? Just in tell case. Us. Uh, well, because, uh, I... I can't betray the trust the little Dirks gave to me. Like, I just... Uh, oh my god, and then somebody commented on it and said, This is very interesting. No, it's not. <laughs> this is the least interesting thing. Somebody had a dream that they interpreted, which they put in quotes, not me, <laughs> um, as needing to watch Pierce and Brosnan and James Bond movies to get a secret message. Um, first of all, the secret message of watching Pierce Brosnan and James Bond movies is don't watch Pierce Brosnan and James Bond movies. They're terrible. Like, don't do it. He's the fucking worst James Bond. And those are the worst movies. Don't watch them. <laughs> but why would a Lederk, a chicken spirit from Hungary, or Hungarian descent, 
Uh, why would it force someone to watch the James Bond movies? Does a Ladurk even understand what? the cultural relevance of a James Bond? Why chicken spirit just like give the message yeah. and not force somebody to become literally obsessed with Pierce Brosnan James Bond? That's movies. a weird tactic, Ladurk. Or like, Ladurk. Hey, why don't you just like peck out a little message? With your spirit. Yeah, and teach a Morris code, something that's actually going to, like, I don't know, be Mm. fun or useful at some point in the future. This is not interesting. Um, also not a question. (sighs) That's just kind of a a general statement thing. Yeah. All right, Alex, I got somebody here with a real question. Let's get to the real questions, not this Ladurk bullshit. Fucking Ladurks. Um, this is from, this is from Calvin Nervsky. Um... So, uh, his favorite spirit to work with is a demon, a dragon, or a djinn. So, any of those. Um, he owns 40 spirits, by the way, and his spell number is 20. So, he owns so you know. 40 spirits. He, so, yeah, he's a, he's yeah. a, you know. He's a guy that throws away yeah. money. <laughs> um, question. Do soul bindings have side effects? Space? Question mark? Hi, guys. I'm just a Calvin Janerski. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Hi guys, just want to ask, do salt bindings have side effects? Oh, sorry. Hi guys, comma, space, just want to ask, space, comma, space, do soul bindings have side effects? Space, question mark. Both of my legs are hurt for a daze, space, comma. I have no idea what's going on, but seems like both of my legs been so tired, comma. Is that sync with the spirit that make my body very tired like this, space, question mark? Hope anyone gonna answer this. Thanks. No punctuation. <laughs> First of all, stop putting commas like in between spaces. Um, so his legs have been hurting for a days. Um, because of his soul binding. Because of his soul binding. So he bi- he he binded another soul to himself, and it's caused his legs to so hurt. Alex, does that does it require? No. What does soul binding require? Do you have to like cut yourself? Like, do you have to open up a place in your body to let the spirit come in? Well, for the Baba Duke, it just like sneaks in there. So I think while uh, you're asleep through your nose just, or yeah. other cavities, like well, it gets it, like is the more you deny it, the stronger it gets. So maybe he was denying the soul for a little while, and then when it finally was binding, um, it was too strong and it hurt his mm. legs. Okay. That's our advice. It's our advice. <laughs> um, our advice is like to stop binding. Souls aren't real, so stop binding them. And if you're doing something that makes it hurt, stop doing that. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. A jelly bean response. Um, jelly bean, by the way, um, has 75 spirits. Huh. Hoarders. Spirit hoarders. Her spelled number is 150. What does so that know. even mean? I don't know! Is this, I think it's like a lucky number. I think it means lucky my number. My number is a 150. You'd need to ask the seller what to expect, and also whether it is a spirit or soul binding. Often sellers don't really do soul bindings. They do spirit bindings, but the terminology they use isn't always precise. And each does their bindings differently. So depending on the <laughs> seller and the type of spirit it is, you might feel a different reaction to the binding than another member. Also... Is it a spirit or an entity? (laughs) Wow. That terminology is always not, is also not always precise. And sometimes you think you're getting a spirit when in fact you get an entity. And in general, an entity's energy is stronger, so you could get a proportionally stronger reaction. (laughs) Thanks, Jelly Bean. Thanks, Jell. Oh, Bean. Thanks for dropping some, (laughs) some, some knowledge type things. (laughs) 
knowledge-like information. Like, there are so many things you have to accept. So much fucking nonsense you have to accept before you can get this deep into, like, yeah. this fucking this nonsense. This is definitely, like, the equivalent of Saitai's. Like, when they finally get to that one level, they're like, okay, guess oh, yeah. what? Aliens. Uh, who is the, uh... Like, level level five, like, pre-clear, full, like... Xenu. Metacog. Look, there's a dude named Xenu. This is the same stuff. Once you get to one oh, once you get Once you get, like, 40 spirits, you start getting into some heavy shit. And you gotta know the difference between a spirit and an entity. A spirit being, I guess, the, um... Uh, the eternal essence of something that once lived, an entity being a thing that maybe never lived in the same way that we perceive on this plane, one of many thousands, if not billions, if not infinite. Check your premise. Like, just the the very, very, very... Well, check your past and find out how these things happen. Like, what what made you gravitate towards um, fantasy over reality? And what made you think this was real? See, that's the thing. Like... Like, the last time we talked about these people, with religion, it's so accepted in society that it's a nonsense that's much more accepted. But it's also a little more tame, um, I guess, to every everyday people. Because, I don't know, uh, the concept of a god is so abstract to begin with that it might as well be useless. It's whatever you want to pretend it to be. But when you start getting into this weird kind of nuanced spirituality where there's multiple spirits... I mean, because it's not really polytheism. It's more of just, like, some kind of weird... It's just a weird, skewed reality. But it makes it more pronounced. They're both equally crazy. There is no difference, but... It's like it's. I mean, it's the same thing of like conspiracy theorists. Like, like if you don't really care about like whether what you believe is true or not, and you just follow the rabbit hole down. Well, I think this is the way it is, and if that's the way it is, then maybe this, and then maybe this, and you're like, just you're just like spooling out into like crazy town. And then we're talking about the difference between entities and and spirits and bindings and souls and like you're and then you're spending money and then you're buying. 150 charms that you think have magic beings in them that are like you're like interpreting like the air oh i had a good day today that must be because my babadook uh, was guiding me like what are you talking about like stop it <laughs> i knew it was you babadook thanks babadook Baba. <laughs> and why <sighs> there's so many questions i don't even know if i want to like i this is just upsetting. Like, it how is. dumb are you, dummies? Like, what else? I mean, there's got to be there's got to be a forum for every type of weird fantasy. Like, what else do people believe? I, I'm is sure. there a time? I'm I want sure. you, Brad. I'm gonna. Well, okay. I, I, I actually don't want to set this challenge up, but if anyone can find a forum where people think time travel is real and they have time machines and or oh, time travel stories, on. and those people need help, like how do I how do I not disrupt the ti- space time continuum? It's my first time traveling experience. I just don't know. What if I fuck it all up? Oh, Alex, I'm right now. Real time. <laughs> real time travel. Travelers forum. Google search. The Time Travel Forum, timetravel.net, powered by Paranormalus. Oh. Welcome to the internet's greatest time travel forum. What questions do these people have? Yep. Well, um, in, there's the time travel discussions and the paranormal discussions. <laughs> of course um, they're mixed. Under of the, course they're this. Um, there's two different forums. I'm just looking at some... Uh, what grabs my... What really hits me is under paranormal discussions, one of the first one is JFK assassination, Secret Service stand down. <laughs> paranormal. I... God, people, they're talking about Montauk and, like, 
all kinds of like dummy conspiracy theories. John Titor. Oh, there's. Have you ever heard about John Titor? I have no idea what that is. That is a thing. I think it started around like the late 90s, maybe. Um, it was this guy, and it was like in forums, like back in the day. Um, it like it was a guy that was claimed to be a time traveler, and he like like all this fucking bullshit. Like went around like talking about being a time traveler, and like he was on like the Art Bell show. Oh like there's this dude pretending to be a fucking time traveler, and then there were people coming after him, and oh a bunch of UFO bullshit and I don't know like just some it's just some straight X-Files bullshit nonsense (laughs) ugh never heard of it so yeah there's there's people claiming to be time travelers and it's a thing and all these people just could just grow up and shut up I just I want to end on a a lighter note please do I almost want to go back to like the Mormons because this is just crazy that's exactly what I'm doing (laughs) All right, Alex. I was going to say, when I heard I Love L.A. at the end of the last episode, I laughed so hard and so long. Because at first I thought, what? Randy Newman? And then it dawned on me, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. And I could not. I was on the road just laughing (laughs) because I was driving when I heard it. Nice. Bill Howard. I I could not think of anything for a while. I was like, there's got to be something. And I just was like looking through. I was like, all right, we talked about Los Angeles, Los Angeles. It's just another perfect day. I love L.A. We love it. All right, Alex. Um, listen, those creepy fuckers are depressing in how stupid yeah. they are. Um, so I think what we need to do is uh, help a person named Bostwick who asked this question: LDS sailors, insight, please? Question <laughs> oh boy. Mark? LDS. I'm back at the LDS.net, obviously, yeah. because it's we can help the Mormons. I don't know if we can actually help the other people too much. We have a passion yeah. for helping Mormons. Uh, we are not passionate about helping idiots that spend money on spirits. Um, LDS sailors, comma, insight, comma, please, question mark. <laughs> uh, this is from Bostwick. Bostwick. He's a junior member, and this is his first Aww. post. I am a recent convert, being baptized 10 months ago. And I attended church regularly until last month when I was hired as a lab technician for a local factory. This place runs 24-7, and I'm not guaranteed Sundays off. It's been three weeks since I've been able to attend sacrament. I'm very frustrated with the situation, and began wishing my, began weighing my options. It's a very interesting spelling, weighing hmm. uh, my options, and looking elsewhere for a job. It isn't easy in these tough economic times, but like an answer to my prayers, I was extended a federal job offering for the military sea lift command. I was extended a federal job offering for the military sea lift command last week as a merchant mariner. I would have good benefits, a stable job, and decent pay. Catch is. <laughs> thing is. Catch is. Catch thing is. Catch is. Spirit is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> catch is. I would have to uproot myself from this small California town and move to Nor- Norfolk, Virginia. After passing a competency test, oh boy, Uh, after passing a competency test, I would go to a training school in New Jersey for a month, then live out of a hotel back in Virginia for a few weeks until I get assigned to a ship. That sounds like the best part. Hmm. Um, um, Once I report for duty on said ship, it can be ported anywhere from the East Coast to the Netherlands. I am tired. I'm I am tied to a ship for a minimum period of 4 month intervals before qualifying for paid leave of up to 2 weeks. 
the opportunity seems like a good jump from having a seasonal job to an actual career, but I'm really concerned about church access. Are there any sailors, Navy or civilian LDS out there who can give me a better picture of what's like living out of a suitcase on a boat and how much it may interfere with my church activities? Oh, okay. <sighs> well, first of all, like, don't work for the military sea lift command. Like, don't be a part of the U.S. military. It's a bad thing. It's just don't do it. Do not volunteer to be part of the U.S. military. That's gross. <laughs> um... Next off, um, I wish Jonathan was here. He could give some advice about living living out of a suitcase on a ship yeah, for Jonathan. up to four months. Uh, Jonathan, I hope I hope you'll uh, write, at least write in on the form, or maybe give us a call and let us know uh, what are your thoughts to help poor Bostwick. We do um, we do have a new phone number, guys. Thanks to Brad. We do have a new phone so number? So we'll get to that later. So we Jonathan, do we're waiting. Um, Bostwick's waiting. Please, please help. Bostwick is waiting. Um, but, like, if you're cool with working for uh, uh, the heinous and absolutely repulsive uh, U.S. military, one, go fuck yourself. Uh, but, two, I guess if that's what you want to do, just do it. What's the problem? The thing about a lot of religious people that this kind of harkens to is why are you religious? Um, some people do it mainly because it's a social club, and they like the, the social interactivity of it. So, of course, those people... And I'm assuming maybe Boswick's one of these people, especially since he's a new convert. They try to, they want to have, they want to be surrounded by these people so they can remind themselves, wait, are we all idiots? We can't all be idiots, right? We can't all think this is right and it be wrong. <laughs> um, and it's a lot harder to do that when you're on a ship with people of varying worldviews or at a port with varying mm. worldviews. But like, and again, again, I'm sure Jonathan can speak to this, but if you're trapped on a boat for long periods of time without leave, um, then you're going to be, you're in a social environment. You're going to like meet people. You, you know, you've got a yeah. social group there. You're people that are all trapped on a boat together. So working together, not killing each other because you're on a boat. I really wonder how many Mormons become soldiers because that seems more like I don't know. I guess it really depends on the, the level of soldier. Because a lot of rich people go on to be, like, leadership cadets, and the other ones tend to be, you know, low-ranking, entry-level, uh, well, basically fodder, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. I would I, I say I'm with Brad. Don't join the military. Yeah. A lot of people don't get their incentive we, we, bonuses. We torture yeah, and murder there, people. There's a lot of reasons not to like, do it. As much as they tell you to, hey, you get all these advantages, it's not that great. You are a state-sponsored murderer. There's no way nope. around that. Uh, we're not having a lot of naval battles, sure, but I still would not want to be a member of that club. Because, like, do you trust the fucking United States of America? Um, like, to make the right military decisions? They can't. Because, like, <laughs> we like we got a solid 13-year track record of, like, bullshit. Let me, let me tell you some stuff that I've learned recently about it. Um, they've made the new stealth bomber, which is like an F-35 or 36 or something. Um... I don't even think they're flying yet, but they've spent so much money on them, and they think over the next 50 years just maintaining them, and not not only the billions we've spent in creating these things, but to maintain them for 50 years is going to cost um, the U.S. over a trillion dollars. Think about that for just a second. There's not many of these planes, and it's going to cost a trillion dollars over 50 years to maintain them and create them? Also, let me tell you this yeah. little thing. So, these things are, like, supersonic. They're crazy fast. Um, the odds of them, in like, even receiving fire is super slim because they're, like, stealth, and they're 
instantly there, they do their thing and they leave. But they're going to spend another few years developing the ability for them to have on board like machine guns. Here's the thing, already over um like overweight. So they had to find a way to make a machine gun that's super light. The machine gun they want to put in there can do like 3000 rounds a second, which is insane. Like think about that. Mm-hmm. I don't that's in, that's an incredible amount of bullets in a second, but it can only hold 180 rounds. In less than a second, you've spent everything. I hope you have good aim, or that you can shoot one bullet at a time and never use that round. Why are we spending millions of billions of trillions of dollars on this? It's ridiculous. Because companies... We're spending all the money because companies get paid to make them, and those people hire politicians when they leave office. Oh, dude, I know this. Um, I work with a guy at... uh, uh, Where I presently work is Kroger, but there's another guy, and I won't mention his name, um, and he used to work in the military uh, consultancy, like, firm stuff, and a lot of it was... competition for the sake of like keeping up appearances like there were like five of these big companies and every once in a while one would get awarded and he said that were many meetings where they thought uh there's no way we can get this and the people who were in charge is oh no don't worry about it uh they owe us one we haven't gotten any in a while so that they'll definitely give us one because they have to and this guy was like that's kind of bullshit and they gave it to him because it's all corrupt bullshit Fuck these people. Yeah. And fuck spending a trillion dollars on yeah. planes that can't fire bullets and will never get hit and are trying to kill things. This is stupid. Like, we could fucking, like, have healthcare for everyone in this country. Uh, we could, like, have housing for all the homeless. We could, like, feed... We could have better schools. We could feed people that need food. Like, we could do it all. We could have but instead, coast-to-coast Wi-Fi. Like, we could have everything we, we would straight, want. We could, straight, we could be living straight up in Star we Trek would. world. Enterprise would be lifting off. Where do you want to go? <laughs> like, I, I mean, like, there's... This is so fucking it stupid. Is. Because who are we fighting? Like, there's... There, like, wh- who the fuck are we fighting? We're fighting, like... We're fighting people that, in the deserts. So, like, we're fighting, like, these ridiculous fake wars where all we're really doing is just making more people to fight. Like, that seems to be the end goal. If that is, we're doing a great job. Just... Um, because more people hate us all the time because we keep killing people for no fucking reason. Like, we ended the war in Iraq, and we're, we've pretty much started it back up again. So that's cool. Great. Of course. Glad we're yeah, doing that again. You know, smoke screened with a lot of stuff. No one knows what's going on over there. Or people don't pay attention to it. It's definitely not in the media as much. It's just ridiculous. It's completely available. It's completely available. So much money on this craziness. I mean, some of the tech is cool. I mean, there's a there's a ship, I want to say, in the Mediterranean right now that has a a straight up laser beam on it that can shoot down drones and missiles. That's kind of cool. But uh, by like um like. We're not allowed to shoot lasers at, at people, though. Well, you wouldn't want it. would fuck people up. No, no, but, like, no, like, we've created a laser weapon, but, like, on every article about it, then it's like, oh, but by, um, like, whatever treaty, um, we're not allowed to f- use laser weapons against human targets. Well, for now. I mean, so... Like, I mean, everything what, I've read about okay, laser tech cool. that humans have made... We're not allowed to torture either, yeah. so I guess, cool. I, I guess nothing fucking matters Look, at all anymore. There's only one so. way you should drink coffee. <laughs> Only one way. Um, yeah, it's just weird. It's fucking crazy, dude. So, yeah, uh, Boshnik? What's his name? Bushnik? Bostwick? Don't join the military, dude. Do something else. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just, yeah, do anything else. Well, stop being a Mormon. Get out of that. I know you just got in it. Trust me, it's not a club you want to be in. Just get out. Find out what you want to do and do it. But don't, don't join the military. Don't. Hey, Alex. 
Do you remember Yo-Yo Teacher? Of I remember Yo-Yo Teacher. Is she done? Is she found a solution to her dress fiasco or debacle? Uh, well, I should say. A question: Attending church while visiting family. Oh, fuck. Yo-Yo Teacher. Okay, so I'm sure most. I'm sure most people. I'm sure for most people, this is a topic that doesn't require any advice be given. Obviously, I want to attend church meetings over the holidays when I'm visiting family. Unfortunately, I'm not sure which branch slash ward to attend. Some background information. <laughs> so much preamble. So much setup. I am a convert and the only member in my family. So any church attendance will be on my own to a ward slash branch that I've never been to before. Yay, being the new person again. <laughs> wow. I am currently attending the YSA branch in my stake and have come to enjoy the more quiet solitude of the YSA setting. Not that there's anything wrong with family wards and branches, of course. It's just a difference. <laughs> you might as well be talking about spirit Seriously. keeping right now. I don't even yeah. know what you're saying. So here's my question. I know that the stake in which my grandparents live has a YSA branch. Assuming that the YSA branch in the Kansas City stake is holding meetings. Ours is not for two weeks due to it mainly being a school-fed YSA branch. Should I attend the YSA to meet others that I may see at future area activities? Or, four dot ellipses, or go to the family ward that my grandparents would were they were members of the church? What? <laughs> I am planning on possibly contacting the branch president or a member of their Facebook page to see. I just don't want to look awkward in the process. So your choice is basically go to the same kind of church that like you already like go to. The same kind of Mormon church, YSA, that you already go to. Or go to this other one because it's the one your grandparents would go to if your grandparents were Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh... Ah. I'd also like to, to note the full cl for the full clarity that the YSA branch has its first meeting at 12.30 p.m. and the family ward meets at 9 a.m. There's something about 12.30 that just feels so darn appealing. Anyway, thanks for your help. There are probably a million things that I don't know any better about slash haven't been taught slash don't realize due to being a convert. So this feels like a constant struggle of double-checking to clarify. Wow. Well... Yo-Yo, you are you're you're a straight up polar she vortex. Is. You could be Mrs. Polar Vortex uh, one day. Polar Vortex, you're missing out, man. Why don't you why don't you start talking to this girl? Yo-Yo needs help, and you do too. Um, I honestly, I don't think they should get together because they're both they would just be on the forums all day because they can't make decisions on their own. Mm. Well, no, she can't make decisions on her own. Polar Vortex is constantly offering advice. Huh? This could be a match made in heaven or um, on Earth. We have a response from Polar oh, there, Vortex. What? So, okay, there's been some chatting going back and forth, and she's written, Thanks for the suggestions and tolerating my overthinking. I do it a lot, mostly because I feel fairly childlike when it comes to the gospel and often don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> no truer words have said by Polar a believer. Vortex, our dear friend Polar Vortex uh, writes, quote, And he said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 18.3. Smiley face, winky oh, face. Oh, romance! <laughs> oh, I think it's happening. I think it's happening. Oh, and then she responds, check and check, exclamation point. Two for two on that statement. Just don't expect me to know the primary songs. 
Uh, and then there's like a, I, I don't know if this is supposed to be like a thing. I don't, there's some symbols. I think she's trying to make like an emoji, but I don't know what it is. Um, secretly hope that someday I get a primary calling. If only so I can catch up with what missed experience from childhood. Polar Vortex writes back immediately. Immediately. Uh... Six minutes later, he writes back. You're right. You don't know what you're doing, do you? Question mark. Safe travels. And be sure to tell your grandparents how much you love them. Assuming you do, of course. What are you trying to... Are you trying to, like... Are you trying to play the game here? Yeah. What's happening, mystery? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Hey, if you like... If you love your parent, grandparents or whatever, I don't know. I hey, guess you, you don't, don't know, know what you're talking about. about. You don't know what you're talking about. Safe travels. She... She responds one minute later. Oh! Oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. But I also work as an elementary educator, so the primary age range is my specialty. Nursery, R-Y-W, on the other hand. Ellipses, no space. Those would take some mental adjustments. Well, that's the end of that uh, hot, hot conversation. Whew. It's serious. Whew. I think uh, I think someone's found a Miss Polar Vortex. I think someone's on the prowl. <laughs> Sparks are flying. Huh. <laughs> Don't go to church. <laughs> Just don't go. Just, just, like, just stop going. Just don't go. It's a waste of your time. Stop. It's a waste stop of your going. energies. Your like your best prospects are Mr. Polar Vortex. Yeah, I mean, honey, look at your life. Look at your choices. Make better ones. Ooh. Get a scandalous yeah. dress. <laughs> go party at this at mm -hmm. this uh, wedding. Get, your, get back to get yeah. back to your real basics. Get back, get back to those college days, like uh, when you would hang out with someone that would so scandalously drink until they had to like stumble home or whatever you were complaining about your quasi yeah. friend. I mean, maybe don't go all the way back. I mean, you are an adult, chill maybe, but yeah, just just give up. Just don't. What is that weird talk about? Mm, being the being the new girl again. Hmm. What are you talking about? Who you like being the new person? You like all the attention? What's going on? Nobody wants, no to, be wants to be the person. new person. What are you Girl, you're about? weird. Isn't like the basis of like every single like young adult novel is I don't want to be the new well, person. Well, I really wonder because in in a group like I guess a church traditionally people are very well they have a weird pseudo welcoming thing. So I guess it I guess you get a lot of attention and I don't know it's weird. Oh, I remember once worst, at my uh, when I stopped well, I stopped going to church at this point when I was younger, but I was still living with my parents in Tennessee. They came back and for some reason everyone in my family couldn't stop talking about this new dude at church because he was weird. He had like a suit and no one really wore suits to church in the South, but he had like on a, a three-piece suit and like a cane and a hat. He sounded like like he was a straight up like Southern pimp actually. Um, uh, he was a nice. he was a science student. Like he was studying biology. I want to say at Lambeth Laugh, uh, like at some lame little Ugh. Christian university. <laughs> and somebody at church had asked him because I guess he went to like a Sunday school. How do they teach biology? Dude, I have no fucking Jackson. idea how you teach biology in a religious school. Um, but he had said someone had asked him like biology. Why are you studying biology? And uh, his response to them was, Well, I think uh, the field could use a little bit more of people from our from our side. And you mean religious dum-dums who don't Ugh. know how old the earth is? That being said, I, I do give a lot of the Methodists credit in the fact, or at least the ones in my community, that they didn't believe all the, that particular bullshit. They're like, yeah, evolution's real. Uh, fucking yeah. The universe is like 13 billion years old. Whatever. A lot of the Baptists believe that other stuff, though, so fuck them. So they were talking, they were impressed by this guy. Know. Like, who is like, this I, guy I, with his suit and his cane and his his... His weird ambitions to be a Christian scientist, but not that Christian scientist. And I said, what does it fucking matter? It sounds like a weirdo. 
And they looked at each other and was like, well, you know what? Yeah, I guess he was weird. And nothing else was said about it. But he made a big splash. I think, I think that uh, old Yo-Yo Teach is trying to make a big splash. She likes making that big splash oh. in these small little churches. It is. I mean, it's straight up gross. gross. Yo-Yo Teach, just stop. Yeah, stop going to church. Stop it. Best advice you'll ever get. Yeah, just stop it. Just stop it. All right, I think we'll. I think we've given plenty of people advice for the, for the day. New year, Brad. Before we get into perfect strangers, can I just? There's something that dawned on me last night on the last day of 2014. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was with my girlfriend's friends down in Lexington, and we went to a bar called Arcadium, which basically has all these old school um, video games, just like the arcade machines. You can still play it. Like, really, a bar in an arcade is the perfect mixture. I mean, who didn't? Why didn't we have this before? And they have the old school Ninja Turtles game set up. The side scrolling, which is like the best. Come on. Every, it, that was perfect. It was amazing. I remember uh, when I was really young being in a Walmart, like at the, at the entry to it, and just watching it, like, fuck yeah, and playing it and getting my ass kicked because I was a kid and I didn't understand. But what I didn't remember was that there were uh, screens that were like little bios of everyone in the game. And nice. I was reading Splinters and um, had a sobering realization Name, Splinter. Age 30. What? Brad, I am 30 years old, at least for another month. You are now 31. Yeah. Splinter is... We're going to be older than Splinter was, dude. Why is a 30-year-old teaching, like, 15-year-old Ninja Turtles? Well, I was thinking rat years. Like, oh, what's the average lifespan of a rat? <laughs> like, he was probably, you know, he probably, well, got, when he got turned into a mutated rat, he was probably a pretty old rat. Well, he was a human in the television show. Right. So, I mean, it's a little different. His height is four feet. He weighs 125 pounds, and his job is Ninja Master. Now, here's where things get weird, and you start getting into 90s speak. Okay. Splinter gets off on Zen and heavy metal sounds. Whoa, whoa. He gets off? Oh, he loves heavy metal sounds. Oh, He yeah. gets off on Zen and heavy metal sounds, i.e. the sound of uh, Shredder's robots getting pummeled. Whoa. Yes, Totos beat up the robots. Go on. Yeah. Splinter, you're acting weird. Just don't. Uh. Faster, faster. Turtles, he's a turtle's mentor, but, um, but something persuade them to eat sushi. Oh, that's can't, but the screen, the picture I took, because I had to take pictures of these cards, because I was like, this is fucking awesome. Turtle, he's a turtle's mentor, but can't persuade them to eat sushi. Interesting. Um, I'll also read you Donatello's. Uh, Donatello, age 15 years old. Turtles grow up on the street fast. I'm playing a video game where a child is destroying robot monsters and fighting for its life. He's a 15-year-old child. A 30-year-old rat man who gets off on them beating up robots. Who's in the corner masturbating as they beat up robots. Uh, 15-year-old. He's four foot tall, so he's also tiny. He's 145 pounds. Favorite weapon, the bow staff. Um... He's the hippest machine freak this side of Shellsville. Oh, boy. Avoid sushi like a bad case of rust. Okay. <laughs> all right. So That's I guess... all you need to know about Donatello, which was the coolest person to play in the game, by the way. Oh, yeah, His definitely. staff. He would jump and do, like, this kind of, like, long-range, like, hit. I was cleaning up with that shit. I got sixth place on the leaderboard. <laughs> just saying. Whoa. Only used three quarters. Oh. Just saying. 
So if Splinter um, gets off on like uh, robots as much, sounds. like, do you think like when Donatello made that weird uh, turtle robot that like oh. Splinter just felt really confused and ashamed? No, that was for Shredder. <laughs> Shredder told him to make that robot. Great. Now turtles, go find the Foot Clan. Not you. Not the robot. Stay. I don't know, man. Huh. Yeah, I don't. It could go dark places. Ninja Turtles was dark. They killed uh, Shredder in the like in the early in the comic book in the old school one. Yeah, and in the mo- the movie, like when they fucking just like murder him straight out in like a second. That's like. And don't they laugh at him as like? Yeah, it's like hilarious. He's in a trash it's like, compactor. Yeah, he like falls into a trash compactor, and then Casey Jones is like, "Whoops!" <laughs> flips the switch and like like murders a guy, and they all laugh and like, "Yeah, hey, high five into the movie." <laughs> I guess what? you'd call that an orange crush. Hey, kids, drink orange crush. It's like, what the fuck? No, you just murdered a man in a trash compactor. Yeah, like, what's up? Like, I was reading uh, something online about, like, startling things in films that everyone kind of just kind of brushes over. Uh, and one of them, I want to say that was one of them, that the Ninja Turtle straight up murdered Sh- Shredder, which I was like, sweet, well done. Uh, for one of these list articles, but another one of them was um, in Star Wars when Darth Vader straight up kills someone at the beginning of the movie by choking them to death. Like, as a kid, you're like, whoa, but he just fucking, we see him murder someone on screen just by, like, straight up choking someone. Yeah. And he doesn't have to because he can do that, like, force choking yeah, thing. he does He that just later. wanted to, like, yeah. choke a guy out straight up. with his hands. He wanted to feel him die. Yeah. And we're but probably I mean, cool if it's like, whoa... I mean, at least he's the villain. Like that makes sense. Like well, he's not like he's not like a teenager like turtle that we're supposed to like be cool with that eats pizza and makes jokes. Radical. <laughs> Let's take out the trash. Get him, Casey. This. So I don't know what this lever does. <laughs> Turtles. And Casey Jones just like just making jokes and like, all right, hey, hey, how about this? <laughs> oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're murdering a man. No, God, there's blood help. coming out of the trash compactor. <laughs> He's screaming. You just hear bones crushing. Yeah. Just one of the turtles there like what have we done i didn't think we were gonna i mean he fell in the garbage i thought that was a suitable ending to him like what are you oh fuck i quit i thought just him falling into a trash can was suitable humiliating enough oh no i'm covered in garbage wait what the fuck are you doing Because, I mean, that's kind of how the movie goes. Like, he falls off the building into the garbage, like, truck, and you're like, oh, he fell in the garbage. They got him. Nope. But then, hey, did somebody forget to flip this switch? Whoops. (laughs) What? What? Well, you know, bad guys. And I think you see blood. I I think you see blood (laughs) coming out of the trash compactor. (laughs) That would make it all the worse and better in a way. It's It's terrible. I don't think the Foot Clan murdered anybody. They they tied Splinter Mm. up. He says, get the like, turtles. He doesn't mean kill them. Oh. They straight up murder. Who's <laughs> the monsters? Yeah. The monsters or the man who's trying to... I mean, fuck. Yeah. I mean, fuck, Leonardo. What are you doing? You're in charge. You gotta learn to... You, you gotta keep your team in line. You see his helmet getting crushed. I don't know if you see blood. Well, if his helmet gets crushed, you can assume his skull is in there. Yeah. But fuck. There's no way out of a trash compactor other than the way you came in. There's not a secret trap door or anything. He was crushed. Which makes you wonder how he came back in the second film. Well, he had some scratches on his face. Oh. Oh, no. You definitely see blood in the trash compactor. (laughs) Was he cloned? Like, how does that happen? They straight up murdered him. (laughs) Laughing the whole time. 
Ninja Turtles is a really fucked up movie, man. Yeah. Do they do that shit in the new one? I'm really tempted to watch the new one. I, I, I really just, after your... It's um, so... It's a, it's a fun ride, right? You said so? No. No, no I didn't. Right. It's okay. not a fun ride. No, you've, it's, you've convinced it's, me. I won't I won't run it. Yeah, don't see it. Don't do it. It's it's. I mean, it's the most formulaic thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, pass. My bad. Yeah, don't. Thank don't you, Brad. Yeah. I, I almost started off 2015 in the wrong foot. My man, I just I, couldn't remember. I love you change it around. You're like, you know, I kind of want to see it. You know, you said it was a fun ride. I was like, I said the exact opposite. Oh, my I bad. I said it was not. Not a fun ride. Hey, man, my bad. It's just the nostalgia of playing that video game that took me back, you know? Uh, play the video game It's learning tomorrow. that Splinter is a 30-year-old like me, and now I can identify with him in a new way that I'd never have before. Watch All the of these car- turtles. Watch the new Ninja Turtles cartoon in which I just found out about this they changed the origin of them um it's as opposed to it being like uh, a splinter ha- either having been a human that uh, that turned into a rat or being a rat that was raised by the guy that was enemies with shredder they're reincarnated what yeah <laughs> they're the ninjas car- that in, are reincarnated into turtles in the new, in the new cartoon they are re- splinter is reincarnated from like the human that was like like fighting with shredder like a billion years ago in feudal japan and the turtles were his sons they were all killed by shredder how did they get reincarnated into animals um well i mean that's how reincarnation works but how do they get yeah but how do how do you get reincarnated into sentient animals or the ability well to it was, be, like, it's still the same like with like the uh, um the chemical like falls on them and they change every, that's all the same it's just you find out that they are reincarnated versions of like this dude and his sons yeah and shredder apparently has like still just been alive for all this time because like he has like like evil technology or whatever i don't know how can you sleep on this information we went the whole podcast and now you're bringing this up i i I this is crazy shit dude yeah yeah so how does that even because that completely fucks with the idea of reincarnation and like hindu and buddhist culture because it's if, like it's kooks. Does that mean that technically you could use the ooze to bring any animal back into a, I guess it's human form, assuming it's being reincarnated? So is well, that I think how? It's, I think it's the whole thing. It's like reincarnation is just a thing, but these just happen to be the ones that were got um, doused with the, the the ooze. And luckily, it was a father and his sons. Yeah. Oddly enough. A rat, and then four turtles. They were still being, they were still being, like they were still being experimented on by this company and stuff. So I, I don't, I listen, I don't know the specifics. All I know is I heard something on a podcast, and then I did a Wikipedia dive, and then I learned some crazy information. Diving. That is nuts. Yeah. Well, all bets are off in that world. Who yeah. knows what you're gonna get when you start putting ooze on things? And I love that cookie. they've established reincarnation as canon in that in that yeah. television show. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Bonkers. Straight up bonkers. Well, does that mean Baxter, instead of, like, becoming a fly dude, like, he wants to be a fly, so he kills himself so that he can be reincarnated as a fly? And they ooze him as a maggot? Because that shit gets weird. Don't don't know. Don't know. Don't know. I need to dig into this. I may have to to do a, a dive. But, do it to it. But Brad, let's let's dive into something else. Let's dive back into let's something else it. from the 80s. Guys, it's time to check in with our favorite cousins on Perfect Strangers. A uh, very special episode this week, guys. Very special episode. It is uh it is uh, season 2 episodes 18 and 19. Snow Way to Treat a Lady, Part 1 and 2. Oh, <laughs> oh guys. Every uh, week, Ryde and I put a minute on the clock, and we try to summarize the episode as best we can and as accurately as we can in under a minute. 
Um, because we've been doing holiday features, we've been in the habit of both taking 30-second chunks of this, which is dangerous. It's dangerous. It's danger. Um, but we laugh in the face of danger when it's uh-huh. at this level. And um, I think we're going to do it again with this two-parter. Yes. Yes, we are. Uh, so, Alex, would, you like to, would you like the first part or the second part? I would like the first part, actually, if that's okay. All right, cool. No, you can have it. You can have it. Um, Alex, please take a moment to uh, think about what happened. Uh, what were they wearing? Uh, oh, how many actors did they uh, shell out money for this week? Uh, how many locations? Uh, whatever you need to talk about. Uh, you'll need to get us uh, halfway through that. You'll have 30 seconds, at which point I will take over um, and finish the summary. So uh, please help me out as much as you can. Um, do you need a moment to collect your thoughts? I'm collecting them. All right, Alex, and you will be going in three, two, one, go. Balky has joined, uh, Balky has arranged a skiing trip for everyone, and much to Larry's chagrin, because Larry cannot ski. He says he's not going to go until Jennifer arrives at the door and says, can't wait for the trip, and then they're determined, or at least Larry's determined to learn how to ski. They try to learn how to ski in their living room and apartment before the trip, and that has miserable results, as you would expect. And Larry says, you know what, I'm just going to lie the whole time. So he tries... His plan is when they get on the slopes, they're going to go down. He's going to get slightly injured. He's going to fake it. They're going to kind of, uh, and then Mary, uh, Stop. go ahead. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to try to fake an injury and then, uh, Jennifer, him and he can just hang out with Jennifer and like sweet cabin forever. Well, uh, turns out that this doesn't actually work because, uh, there's a bit of a problem. Uh, he falls down. He's terrible at seeing. He goes a lot farther than he meant to. Uh, so then they have to like find a place to stay. They find this weird cabin. Uh, it's not the cabin they were intending to go to. It's a mystery cabin. I don't. I guess they couldn't get back up the mountain. I don't understand. But uh, everything's uh, still going all right. Uh, Balky's still warning him that he's going to fall in a pit because of his lying. Uh, but uh, there's an avalanche. They get trapped. They tunnel their way out. They thought Balky died, but he didn't. He's fine. He saves the day. The end. Fuck. I have one minute, eight seconds. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, you know, eight seconds over. It's, it's a disappointing okay. way to start the new year. But hey, there's two episodes. Two episodes. And two uncharacteristically episodes. packed with things. Maybe yeah. not the second one so much. Well, there is a lot no, of every, everything happen everything happens in the second episode. In the first episode, they just get to the cabin and there's an avalanche. Well, okay, something I meant to say. I, I did prepare. I'm sorry, Brad. I went over a little bit. I didn't set you up properly, and I apologize for that. Um, so I will take the blame for this defeat. But the thing about these two episodes is, as Brad mentioned, there are four actors in the entire thing. No one else. Um, what they saved in casting... They made up for, I guess, in props and location. Um, there's a lot of weird, like, there's a lot of weird effects happening in this. No one's believing yeah. it. No one's believing it. <laughs> what are you talking about? They were all skiing on an actual mountain the whole time. But we'll get to that uh, in a second. And all, all the actors the were skiing, doing their own stunts, too. Yeah, well, that's, and that can be, you know, that's pretty all impressive. Um, oh, yeah, they were absolutely doing their own stunts. No one else was doing it so, on those real mountains. So maybe five, maybe six of most cast members. Um, it starts with Balky telling Larry that he is, he has, um booked a trip for everyone to go on to the, to, the, to the mountains to ski. Larry tells him this is a stupid idea because Larry can't ski. He was embarrassed as a child yeah. many times. Apparently his family always went skiing and he was terrible and he hated it and he always, like, fell down. I, like, I, I don't understand, like, I feel like you could go on a skiing trip and, like, be a shitty skier. Like, you um, could just, like, you, 
you like you could like go and like you know either like try to do it a little bit or just like hey you know what guys I'm just gonna I'm gonna hang out at the cabin and like by the fire because that sounds like a nice trip <laughs> like it's forty five dollars like for for two people forty five dollars I think all you have to do is just like that's super uh, cheap I want to say it's forty five dollars yeah. for one person to ski in an afternoon now at least at yeah. like perfect north near Cincinnati but that being said if you're not gonna ski just don't just chill. Because skiing, I've never skied, I've only snowboarded, and snowboarding is a fucking bitch. And those people are not nice to you when you're going down the mountain. I've never been in a more rude place than at a ski resort. Seriously, I not not a very good group of people hanging out there. But how long were you at the ski resort? Um, probably six hours. We stayed for a long time. You were at six hours, but they're staying for a weekend. See, and that's, I feel like and like how much skiing. Yeah, how much skiing are you going to do in a weekend? Like, even if you go, like, I don't know, I feel like you ski, I don't know, three or four hours maybe. Then you come into the cabin and, like, you hang out and, like, with your friends and, like, hang out in the cabin. Light a fire. Have a good time. Like, like I feel like Larry could still go and, like, he could, like, you know, say either either do a little, or, like, go with his plan. Like, do a little fake skiing. You don't have to fake an injury. Just be like, oh, man, I, I haven't done this in a while. I think I'm a bit out of it. I'm going to go back to the cabin. And just, you, you can, like, fake it. And, like, she's going to be off skiing some. So you just say you were skiing elsewhere. Like, and then you, like, meet up at the cabin. Like, if you want to go and hang out with Jennifer at the cabin, like, you can go and hang out with Jennifer yeah. at the cabin. You don't have to lie about it, dude. Like, and even if you do, like, just have, like, a lesser lie. Like, even just, if you I don't... do lie. And, like, if you're going to lie, if you, you, you might lie, but, you know. Well, he plays up this whole thing of, like, he's a great skier. Like, he's a champion skier. Look, the only like, way you can really lie effectively is if you believe the lie you tell. Um, and that's hard for, you know, most sane people to do because most people aren't crazy. So, Larry, don't lie. Yeah. Or lie like, to a lesser degree, as Brad says. Yeah, just lie a little bit. You don't have to, like, you don't have to go full lie. Just go, like, partial Look, lie. Look, he lies every day to himself when he puts on that fucking sweater and that weird shirt. He <laughs> lies every day to Balky when Balky comes in the room and says, Look what that is. this American outfit? No, it's not. What are you wearing, Balky? What's up with that house sweater he wears at one point? He's wearing a sweater with houses on it. Balky, what the that's fuck? His, that's his first grade teacher costume. He's worn it before. Aww, that is his first grade teacher costume. Yeah. I like the the coat he's wearing in, like, the first scene. Yeah, and Mary, I mean, let's be honest, Marianne and uh, Jennifer aren't on the up and up themselves. No, no one has shoulders like that. They're wearing shoulder pads on every clothes that they wear. Yeah, well, it is the '80s. Like the it was, 80s. The, it was, it was a time of shoulder pads. It's a time of shoulder pads. It's a time for white lies, little white lies. I feel like Mark Lynn Baker could use some shoulder pads because I, he yeah. is like the slopiest like He's a sloper. He's a sloper. <laughs> like I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing he doesn't have to skeet on those shoulders. And, oh, but um, but yeah, so. Larry's like, I'm not going. This is stupid. Jennifer knocks on the door and says, hey, I'm here to collect the money for the trip. I cannot fucking wait. And uh, Larry's like, yeah, I can't wait. And Balky's making fun of him like, wait, didn't you say not to go? And he's like, shut up, Balky. Don't blow this for me. So then I guess they have to learn how to ski. Yeah. Well, this is starts also about he's like, listen, you got to stop being a liar all the time. Like, why don't you just tell her the truth that you like you you don't like skiing, but you like want to be with her? Like, well, yeah. Stop it. To qu- to quote to quote the episode. Um, let's see. 
Balky basically says something like, um, you told me you don't like skiing, dude. Balky's, okay, he says, uh, you told me you hate skiing. And then, uh, Larry says, Balky, there's a difference between skiing and skiing with Jennifer. One is, one of them is a sport and the other is something worth dying for. So technically, I wasn't lying. <laughs> He's beginning to believe his own lie, which again is 101 for lying yeah. effectively. So, yeah, so this starts, uh, Abalki is angry about the lying. This is what carries through the episode. Yeah, yeah. And he tells him some uh, Meepo story. Uh, basically, uh, the saying in Meepo's is uh, the liar ends up in a pit. So that uh, that's a recurring motif that's going on here. So then they get a skiing book, and then we have uh, a physical comedy bit of them trying to learn to ski in the apartment. Um, I do like Larry's crazy like skiing jacket. Really, it's, it's so weird. It is, and it, it is weird to a level that is interesting. Yeah, he's there's, got like a turtleneck under it. <laughs> it's like... Their ski pants are a little weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got a turtleneck. It kind of looks like that the uniform in Star Trek. Like the the movies where they have to. It's got like yeah, it's got like a weird asymmetrical patch that like can fold down. I think yeah. Yeah, there's a lot Very of bizarre. there's a lot of slapstick because they have the skis up and Balky almost hits Larry yeah. in the head like so many times. Oh man, it's like we're going we're going we're like on a line like between Abbott and Costello and like that goofy uh, that cartoon of Goofy skiing. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Like they're real, and like, I mean, of course, it always it's you know it's delightful because they're really good with physical comedy. But again, it's nothing or like another four minute comedy like scene. Oh yeah. So Larry and and Balky put the skis on. They learn how to put the skis on, which is easy as locking their boots in. They don't know how to get out of the lock mechanism. Yeah. They start doing the Michael Jackson kind of lean thing, where like one of them accidentally pushes the other one, and they lean back really far on the skis, but then they come back up. Yeah, they're doing like the like the uh, um, the the toy punching bag as seen in Ninja Turtles two. <laughs> Taking it back to turtles, uh, and then they that's get the, that's the theme. Yeah, the theme of this episode is turtles. You can count on them. Um, so they get their they eventually get their skis all tangled up, and they can't get untangled. Then they yeah they fall down. End of comedy minutes. <laughs> Uh, so finally, we're off at the ski lodge uh, about halfway through the episode, and uh, the plan is uh, Larry's gonna take like a real. He's gonna take this uh, this uh, this course that's like off the off the regular skiing uh, I, uh, route. Uh, but his plan is he's gonna go a little ways and then fall into a soft patch and then feign an injury. And Balky is pissed off. I love when Balky's pissed off. Oh yeah, he gets mad. He's he's a jerk. Um. But of course, Larry can't ski, so instead of just falling over, he like ends up like veering way out farther than he meant to, and then like crashes into some trees, and I don't know. Well, we should also set up this up that they're on the mountain slope. Um, mm-hmm. I can see a seam where the wall, where the mountain and the sky meet on two different oh, yeah. planes of existence. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, <laughs> they're talking about the plan. Oh, it's the special effects. It's it's not Larry going down the mountain. No, no. Like it's so weird because like there's a couple. There's like there's like one that's clearly like just a studio set, 
And then there's one that's just like a bad like green screen like uh, yeah. when they're actually like going down Which like you have a shot of the them face. from the front and they're where like, they're pretending Whoa. to ski and freak out and you just see like the background moving behind them. But then there's another one where like that actually looks like somebody's uh, doing some comedy skiing. And I don't know if that's like an actual location or if that's just like on the set or something. I don't know. Dude, in the Sunny Bono, there was a Sunny Bono moment because he was going right for the trees at one point. Yeah. Because at one point yeah. we also get like the camera view, like eye view from Larry going down and he's about to get killed. So someone spent some money on some, I guess, just some random footage. Yeah. It's pretty bonkers. But um, then Balky so goes after him. Yeah. And Balky, there's a moment where Balky's getting his, uh, like, he's like, whoa, whoa. And then he's like, wait, I can ski. Can't ski. Not skiing. So after this, we get a scene of, uh, of them walking into a cabin. And we found, we find out that they skied so far out of course, I guess, that they had to walk back, but they didn't, couldn't find their way. And for two hours, they've just been traipsing through the woods until they find this random unlocked cabin. That is not their cabin, it's just a cabin. Yeah, this is a horror movie start. Because they also, they also went skiing with like a, a group of people that we never got to see. Oh yeah, because we're not paying for actors. Well, we see Marianne and Jennifer. They're on the top of the mountain with them, and that's when. Well, yeah, it but starts. no, but they went. They went with like a huge yeah. group. Yeah, definitely. Like, where are those people? Why didn't they like check in on them or like try to find them or help? Yeah, there's a lot of questions here on the slips. I mean, why is there an like, unlocked cabin? That would immediately, bra- ra- you know, raise my whose suspicions. Whose cabin is this? And they have like a, they find a bottle of wine in the cabin as well. Um, but yeah, and then uh, so they get there, and um, now Larry's, uh, you know, he's feigning uh, an ankle injury, and so Marianne and Jennifer go out to get uh, firewood, <laughs> which I'm like, hey, Balky, why don't you go get firewood? Yeah, come on, Balky. Like, why are you just hanging out? Okay, sure, Larry's pretending to have like a hurt ankle, but why are you still there? Um, but, uh, Larry's, Balky's like, see, see what you're lying has gotten us. We're like, we're lost and we're in this weird cabin now. And Larry's like, what are you talking about, dog? Yeah. We're alone in the cabin with the girls and a bottle of wine. What's the problem? Yeah. He's like, dude, just go with it. Just go with it. At this point, also, Larry's ski has been bent and broken. Yes. So Balky just kind of looks at him and whispers, pit. And they keep like, I don't know why he keeps mentioning Pittsburgh. Um, is that, is that the myth? The, the they end up is, in the if, pit. If you keep lying, if you if you lie enough, then you end up uh, you end up uh, living near the Owens. Yeah, in the pit, yeah. the yeah. mythical land called the pit. Marsha kept lying and pretending she loved her family, and uh, that's, that's, that's she why is. she's in the pit. That's why she. That's why that she gets what she gets. So they're in the cabin. Um, did the girls come back with firewood? I forget that yes. part. Yeah, they come back with the firewood. Um, they hang out there. Uh, they were sitting by the fire telling stories. Uh, uh, Larry tells the story about how he was in a competition with, like, the Olympic ski champion. And, uh, and he was, he was this close to beating him, but then, like, a bunny hopped out in front of him. So we had to forfeit to save the rabbit. And like, I, like, is Jennifer this dumb? Like, surely Larry not. Lies. Larry is incapable of doing anything, and he lies about everything. Yeah, like that's Larry. You, she's got to know that by now. Why is she like even pretending to go along with this? He was a champion skier. You saw him ski. Like he, he like almost fell to his death. Yeah. Well, you saw him ski down like a few feet, and then someone else jump out of the bushes that he skied into, and then skied mm. down. Hmm. Um, so really, I mean, in her reality, who knows what's up? Yeah. But she's making the worst, I mean, the best of a worst, a bad situation, too. So. Can we talk about Marianne's sweater? 
Her sweater or her um, general outfit? Because her skiing outfit is whack. That jacket is easily three sizes bigger than she needs. That is a triple X jacket. She's consumed by it. I, I feel if I feel if you're skiing, you can have a giant puffy jacket. I'll accept it. I don't know, yeah. dude. Not that it's, big. It. I mean, it's ugly, sure. But I feel like her sweater. A little bit later, after she's taken off that jacket, um, we got some true '80s like nightmare things happening. Um, it's got like crazy like stripe, pink stripes and blue stripes. But it's also it's, this- it's like till. It's a baby sky blue and then, like, a mm-hmm. super saturated pink. It is yeah, 80s, and also, you're right. And it's also got this, like, weird, like, I don't know if it's a zipper or just, like, a, a pocket in the middle. <laughs> Dude, it could be, like, a windbreaker that has some ventilation. It's Dude, weird, what the though. fuck is that? I have no idea. It looks like there should be a zipper there that isn't there. It it's looks like, like it has a mouth. It looks like her sweater has a mouth. And there's like a blue square in the middle too, which might be its nose. I don't know. I feel like she's wearing a Muppet. Well, she does have Muppet-like socks on. She has like red wool, like oh. crazy socks. Yeah. Balky is wearing a yellow turtleneck underneath a, a weird green and black sweater. But still, yeah. uh, much closer to normal than fucking Marianne's insanity. Yeah. I can't. It does have a zipper on it. Oh, if you look really close, so that is a zipper. That's not. A, that's yeah. not a mouth, sir. That is a zipper. Now, what you would need to put in that zipper is that like, what is that? Like, how do uh, you have a pocket on the front? How do you have make your whole front well, of your shirt a pocket? Listen, sometimes you just need to unzip your sweater and let your breast out. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes you need a breast vent. It's where you can see <laughs> cleavage even when you're wearing a sweater. Uh, Check out like this cleavage. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense, but we're seeing it. Like it's a real thing. No one else is. I've never seen a sweater with a fucking zipper on it until now. That makes no sense, unless of course it is like a breast vent. I mean, granted, Jennifer's sweater also has giant shoulder pads and is an ugly pattern, but it's still like it's it's nothing compared. But I mean, it's ugly in the fact that it's also all muted. Like at a distance, it looks like a a very very light, gross baby blue. But up close, you realize, Mm -hmm. oh, it has like super weird also drained pink colored shapes but there's not a zipper there's not a chest zipper (laughs) so weird i i need to look this up why that was a trend in the 80s because what is it what could it what is it what is it brad answer me i I don't don't know know. i don't know i'm scared i'm scared what like what is that about? It's not helping keep it on. It's not how. It's not like she's gonna unzip it and then get out of the sweater. <laughs> no. It's also not like you know those pants that have the zip around them so you can make them into shorts at a whim. Yeah. It's not one of those. We can make it into a half a half sweater. <laughs> and it's it's such a weird place for a zipper. Like it's just it has to be for it has to be for cleavage. It's just a cleavage sweater. It's like no, you, that's not a practical zipper. It's like, not. That's gotta be like no one's saying be just, like, it didn't catch on. Eighties stupid fashion. Like yeah, we just put zippers on things that aren't even real. It's not even a real zipper. It doesn't actually work. It just it looks like there's a zipper there. These and sweaters are so I'm also confused fiddly. about the blue square. Yeah, the blue square is weird too. That's gotta be like a name brand like label. I guess like I, I that just, or it's a button. With a cover, it's it's a there's a butt a single button in the center of the sweater <laughs> that has a cover for no on reason. it. Well, right it for no reason, button for no reason. Why the fuck not? Like, is she a robot? Is she actually a robot? And this is just like how it works. 
Maybe, man. Dude, I don't know. I do not know. But it's weird. I will say this. So they're lying. They're, okay. They're double entendre. They're, Larry is lying in front of the fireplace. Um, they're all sitting around. And then Balky says, okay, look, I got a story about a guy on Meepos who told lies. And Larry's like, Balky, don't you fucking ruin this for me. Um, so he goes out to find more firewood. And this is when Marianne makes her move on Balky. Because as much as Marianne plays dumb, she isn't dumb. She's been, no. she's been after Balky since they met. Yeah. So they're chilling on by the fireplace. She's she's I know that her and Jennifer have been talking about plans of their own. And she's all mm-hmm. like, Hey Balky, what's up? And he's like, Nothing much. And she's like, why don't you come over here and kiss me? I mean, okay, I'm Whoops. paraphrasing. I, I don't remember. No, because the like what happens cookiness. is like Larry's Larry tries to make a play for Jennifer. He's like, you know, if it's getting too cold in here, maybe some body heat would help. And Jennifer's like mm. I don't think so. That's a great last resort, but we have a fire. Is her actual quote? Yeah. Eh, that's yes. a good. Res- that's a good last resort. Eh, <laughs> we got a fire. So he goes off to get firewood, and then uh, Marianne's like, "I can use some body heat." Yeah. <laughs> and then Bell, he's like, "Oh, all right." So uh, then they kiss, and then there's an earthquake. Oh, but guys, we're on a mountain. There aren't any earthquakes here. It must be an avalanche. And then, like, in, like, like perfect 80s uh, moment, they're all like, avalanche, avalanche, and they all scream. Uh, bef- before we go on to the to what we eventually uncover when they open the door, um, after because Marianne and Balky are kissing while the avalanche happens, and it shakes, and their dialogue is as follows. Um, Balky sighs, and he goes, like, wow. And then Marianne says, did you feel that? And Baki says, well, of course I did. Don't be ridiculous. Then he pauses and looks at her and says, I still respect you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are you? What? What the fuck? I still respect you. What are you? <laughs> what? Oh, then they go to the gross. door. They open it up. And what's there, Brad? Um, this is, I I would say, one of the, maybe the funniest moments oh, yeah. <laughs> we've seen on the show is in the door, like, there's it's it's completely covered with snow but there's larry like tr- like in midair like trapped yeah, in the snow like it. pressed between the the door and the uh the now mountain of snow in a comical fashion with a single log of wood yeah and snow is everywhere like pressed like they are covered in yeah. the, the the cabin is in, is is snow covered yeah. By so they uh, they pull him out of the snow drift. The snow print of him, and there's a snow print of Larry up there. Oh, it's so good. Like that's. I mean, this show is it a is, cartoon. Yeah. It's amazing. This is where um, it jumps over into Belvedere season five territory, where it starts doing weird shit in yeah. the best way. So they pull him down, and uh, you know he's freaking out. Uh, blah blah blah. They. Uh, so then they're like, well, there. I, I saw an entire mountain coming down at me. There was enough snow there to cover this entire cabin. And then they realize the entire cabin is covered in snow. Yep. And then it gets crazy because he's like, we're going to die out here. <laughs> Instantly. We're dead. We're dead. Like, uh, it goes to be continued on, we're going to die here. <laughs> do, 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 standing tall. And you had to wait another week back in the 80s, man. Oh. Sometimes the word uh, looks p- perfect. <laughs> yikes. I mean. It's my life and my dream. I Only just like I know he saw all the snow of the mountain, you know, avalanching down, which would have been terrifying. I, it would be terrifying, but my thought would still be, I don't know, like 
Well, let's climb. Let's break out through the roof and like yeah. try see if we can. Let's get some angels up on like, that roof. <laughs> Laura like, Winsett style. How high is the snow? Because this is a uh, a tall ceiling cabin. Yeah, and also okay. Basically, they have to. They're spurred to try to do something because the roof starts to like make sounds. Right? right, like they they fear that there's so yeah. much snow, which would have been like tons of snow that it's covering the roof and it's going to fall in on them. Right, so they decide because, yeah. to dig a tunnel through the snow. Yes, yes. And their first mistake is digging out and not fucking up like vertically in a slope. Because what else? Yeah. What else the fuck would you do? You don't just dig straight through snow. Dig up at I an mean, angle so you're gonna go out. I mean, I do understand that like you don't want to like breach the roof because if that if the roof does cave in, like you don't want to like you don't want to take a chance on risking oh, the structural you don't wanna, stability. Of the but roof. I mean, once you start open up the door and there's the Larry print and they dig into the Larry print just yeah. straight out like. Horizontal. Yeah, that's the crazy. You have thing. to go up at an angle from there. Don't touch the roof. You don't yeah. know what's up there. But it just dig yeah. up at like a forty-five degree angle, so you can climb out. Uh, worst yeah. case, you make an ice slide, it's, and you're having fun once you get to the top until help arrives. It's so weird, um, because like there's a whole thing. Like they, they spend a lot of the episode like um, in this tunnel now, um, because you know, and you know, uh, Larry's uh, blaming himself. He's like, oh my gosh, it's all my fault. I, you know, I shouldn't have lied. You were right, Balky. Uh, I was. This is finally his comeuppance now. Uh, so they're digging this tunnel. Uh, they're whistling the Andy Griffith show so theme weird. song. Like Balky's doing it, and Larry's like, "Shut up! That can't be helping." And then when Larry eventually convinces Balky to let him be the one that uses the hammer as like a, a pickaxe, he starts immediately whistling the Andy Griffith song. Yeah. So uh, at one point they have an argument about if they should go left or right. Um, how about up? How about, how about up, up guys? guys? The only way out is up in a fucking avalanche. <laughs> oh. So, uh, of course, uh, Larry takes control and he ends up tunneling all the way around the cabin and into the window. He finds his chapstick, which is weird. Yeah. Which he lost in the avalanche and immediately puts some chapstick on. And then they tunnel through and they're out the window. And so they've made they a giant crying. circle. Great, great job, guys. They've tunneled up approximately four feet, maybe. <laughs> like the, as much up as they've gone is four feet. Yeah. I, I will say. Best case scenario. There's a funny part where there's a lot, of, there's almost like there's threats of cave ins in the snow tunnel. And Balky mm-hmm. tells Larry his secret of remaining calm is that he puts. Um, what was it? He puts his fear into a pocket? Yes, he does as his father told him. Take all of his fear and ball it up and put it into his pocket where he knows where it's at. Yeah, and when the avalanche happens, he starts backing up, like crawling for his life, which I think is what Larry actually says. And Baki's just like, uh, what's he say? Fear in pocket, fear in pocket, like over and over again, like frantically, like a mantra. Um, yeah. now I don't remember exactly what happens once they tunnel through the window, other than they're stuck and there's more physical comedy of them having to, like, maneuver well, around the window. Yeah, and, this is where uh, Larry admits that he, he that it's all his fault, he was a liar, and that he was he's not a skier, and this whole thing is his fault, um, and he's apologizing, and, and Balky's like, listen, don't worry about it, listen, we'll just get back to tunneling, and we'll go the way I said we should have gone, uh, left, how about up, and, uh, we'll figure this thing out. <laughs> And Larry's like, I can't. I'm too tired. She's like, all right, fine. We'll take shifts. I'll take the first shift, and then I'll come and wake you up, and then you can get to tunneling. So, fine. Um, So uh, they go to sleep. They wake up the next morning. Balky never came. (laughs) And they freak out, and they're like, oh, he's probably still out there just working. And then they open the door, and the tunnel is caved in. (laughs) 
And then, and like, there's an actual like a horrific moment of like Larry's like, oh my god, I've got to save him. I've got to get in there. I've yeah. got to save him. And Jennifer's like, listen, it probably caved in hours ago. That's why he didn't come and wake us, wake you up like he was supposed to. <laughs> I love that she's and oddly then, calm about it. Balky's dead. Look, yeah. he probably just died when he collapsed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he probably died hours ago. <laughs> Fuck. Cold, alone, screaming for us, muffled by the snow. Uh. So then, yeah, yeah, Larry goes into a whole speech, like, oh, this is terrible, this is my fault, I I was a terrible liar, and he paid the price, blah, he was the best person I ever knew, he was the most honest, blah, 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 um, if I could just hear his voice one more time, and then, of course, he's on the roof. Put that Balky up on the roof! Balky up the roof! Yeah, I, I guess he finally figured out how to tunnel up, and, uh... By left, he meant up. But Meatballs has different... I mean, you lose some things in translation. Some things aren't translated right. So, Balky's up, and he's heard everything. He's heard everything. But there's a scene of him on top of snow, and they're like the chimney of the... uh, Because I guess, yeah, there was so much snow that it did completely cover the cabin other than the chimney. So he's like, no worries, help's on the way. Yeah, apparently he was able to flag some rescue people down, so they're coming. So, uh, everything's gonna be fine. Um... They go back to the apartment. Trip's over. Um, And this is where Larry learns that lying isn't a great thing, right? I mean, that's the episode. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's crying. He's like, I'm sorry. I was terrible. He's still apologizing. And then Balky's like, hey, hey, hey. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Hey, by the way, you told the truth. He's like, yeah, but it was... But after I lied and ruined everything. Well, you you know, Jennifer... uh, Jennifer thought you said you were brave. Oh, but you were braver. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, ah, she said you were cute. Really? It's like, all right, dude. Calm down. Calm down. I also love... Because, okay, after the cute thing, Larry goes into this and says, look... I'm the one who lies, uh, but I'm basically an honest man. I never lied to my parents. I never cheated in school. It's just when I'm around Jennifer. And then Baki says, you lose your mind. And Larry says, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Of course you lied to your parents in that school. I, of course, you have to cheat. You can't just lie around one person. We've seen you lie a lot. Yeah. Oh, that was Uncle Pete. Yeah, I mean, Uncle Pete is your lying persona, dummy. You're lying to Balky right now. You can't stop lying. You're a compulsive liar. When is this going to come up in the show? I say this only because whenever we ask things of Belvedere, eventually it gets answered in some way or another. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to. I uh, it's bonkers, bonkers. But uh, yeah, I love this episode. I do too. I we've watched this before together, and I, I definitely watched definitely. it when I bought because I have the first. Um, I don't remember where. I think it was like at some sort of like a discount shop. Brad saw Perfect Strangers on DVD, maybe, and you told me about it, and I went there and got it immediately. Nice. So I have the first couple of seasons. I get the first two seasons on DVD. Yeah. First two seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this is. De- I think this is uh, this two-parter. I think is definitely one of the highlights. And it definitely sticks out in your mind. I mean. Yeah. I mean, just for that shot of Marklin Baker like trapped in the snow at the door. It's yeah, so good. So awesome. Um, all right. So who won and who lost? That's a tough one. I don't think it is. Um. Well, who lost in your I mind? Think, Probably Jennifer, right? Because um, she's going to end up with yeah. Larry ultimately. Think about that for a yeah. minute. I, yeah, I think Jennifer lost. I think Balky won big time. I mean, he's a hero. Like, like he's. He, I mean, like he didn't really have to win Marianne, but he's like. Yeah, sold he's been out. elevated to sainthood because that is something that Larry yeah. said when he was in the cabin that Balky brought up later. Like, I heard you say that. I love Saint Balky has a ring to it, don't you think? So I yeah I think yeah. Jennifer had her weekend ruined, her ski trip ruined. Uh, Balky is a saint. <laughs> like, come on. That easy, easy piece of cake. Uh, best dressed, worst dressed. Ooh. 
See, that's where things get weird, because I don't know whether to fault Marianne for the zipper sweater, because it just confounds me. It's a mystery. It's easily the most talked about outfit in the episodes. Um, I yeah. would say that uh, Marianne's ski outfit with the triple XL um, jacket is weird because everyone else is just wearing an XL jacket because it was the 80s. People wore stuff baggy. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, though, I mean, not Jennifer. Marianne has no excuse to be wearing that super huge jacket. The, that being said, um, I want to say best dressed is Larry with his cool Star Trek-like um, ski jacket. Yeah, I would support yeah, that. Yeah, I go with that. I would, I would love to wear that. But worst dress? I like it, yeah. Maybe Balky's first grade sweater outfit? Uh, I think we've given that before. I I don't think it's... I don't know if that's as bad as Marianne's sweater. Like, it is confounding. I mean, that first grade that first grade sweater is bad, but he's, it's, it's a nice shirt underneath it. He's just wearing, like, a teacher vest. True. And I do think we've given he's it to him before. Four, we have to give it to that sweater. He's wearing sweater. a 45-year-old woman's... Uh, 45-year-old second grade teacher's vest. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's that bad. But that's, the but zipper, because we talked, we talked a good few minutes about that I'm, sweater. I can still talk about it for, like, another 30. I don't, because I don't like, understand it. There's so many questions no. that I still have, too. Like, is there, is there, like, a pocket there? Like, what are you putting there? What are you, what are you putting? What are you doing? I have no idea. I've never seen a sweater. A pack of gum? Like, what are you doing? Because if it is a pocket, it's like a two-inch pocket across your chest. And if you're a woman, that yeah. definitely goes into an area where it would be inconvenient to have something in there. And like you said, what do you, you put drumsticks in there? Is it a drummer sweater? Is, is Marianne a drummer and we don't know about it? Is she starting a band? I don't know. Do you put... It's so I, weird. You put straws in there? Was Were straws important in the 80s? Uh, pocket change? Like, I don't You're know. You're not going to put change. Because that'd be awkward. Because it's zipped all the way across. If you have a yeah. if you have a four-inch pocket, change is going to be awkward in there. Anything you pull out of, like, your breast pocket is going to be weird. Like, <laughs> Let me just fish in here for what I need. Like, what are you now doing? Now I found the floss. One long piece. I keep it in long strands in my floss pocket of my sweater. Do you put, like, a, a mending kit in there? I don't know what it is. If someone knows, please let us know. Please call Guys, in and if solve this remember, mystery. If you remember a human being wearing a sweater with this weirdly placed zipper and blue square, the blue square is, like, another level yeah, of mystery. Yeah, the button with a, a square um, button cover is weird. I'm sure it can like, be Like, just button. let us know what the fuck this is about, because I don't understand. Yeah, how did this trend start? It's so fucking weird. Uh, oh, you know who else might have lost this episode? Yeah. The person that owned this cabin. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, first of all, their bottle of wine was taken. Uh, second of all, their cabin was ruined by snow. So, I don't know. Maybe there's an insurance claim they can make. And, and they could have dig- they could have dug the, the cabin out. But the cabin is ruined because as they were tunneling, there is easily the equivalent of a... There's a lot of snow in that cabin that's just going to melt yeah. and ruin everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I... Strong runner-up. Strong runner-up. I still think Jennifer uh, Jennifer lost. lost. <laughs> but you said Balky won because he's a hero. I would almost say yeah. Marianne also won. Because Marianne, you know, is is, is wooing Balky. She's going to get him. She's going to get her yeah. man. Um, but you're right. Balky was the hero. He helped Larry. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys. That's the episode. That's the special yeah. two-parter. Winter, winter exclusive. Perfect Strangers. Indeed. 
we'll be getting back to uh, Belvedere next time. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to that. Because Belvedere's Indeed. winding down. Are we going to finish Belvedere in 2015? Could that happen? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, boy. Should. Hopefully. And then who knows what's next. Maybe mm. the world is blind. Mm. Just a little unkind. We'll find out together. Yay. Maybe. Assuming that we do do Punky Brewster, but we'll see what's up. We, we're definitely going to do we're Punky gonna Brewster. We're going to do Punky. Next on the, yeah, next. Punky is, guys, spoiler alert, for 2015, you're going to get some Brewster. No question. A lot of special episodes of Punky Brewster. I think we've already. I think we've already said on the show the next thing we're going to cover is. Oh Punky yeah, Brewster. yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding, people. New listeners who may be starting on on the new year. Guess what? Go back and listen to the Punky Brewster special. It was a good time. It's good times. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. We really appreciate it. We wish you a happy new year, and uh, we'd like to hear hear from you. Yes. There's a there's a, a new old way of doing something. Brad, what's the new phone number? Guys, we have a brand new uh, voicemail number. The last one, I don't know what happened. It stopped working. Um, but we got a new one. It's a Google Voice number. Um, the number is 979-476-9877 or 979-GROW-UP-7. Perfect. Grow up, seven. Grow up, seven. <laughs> Perfect. Guys, please get at us. Um... But we have voicemails this week, don't we, Brad? We do. We got some. We got some email guys. All, as always, you can always uh, just you know send us an, uh, an MP3 via email if you like. That's definitely a convenient way to send them. But we got a couple of voicemails here. Uh, a couple of things I just want to start off with. Clear these out. Um, this uh, this first one um, I received on Christmas Day. This is a voicemail from a, a very old uh, dear friend of the show. Uh, this is what he had to say on on Christmas Day, mind you. Angel will begin to be released on your behalf. I need to speak to you urgently. I'm going to pass the phone to my assistant so that he can give you the number to call me back. I need you to call me back immediately. So that you can hear what the Lord has begun to tell me. I believe a Christmas Eve that your miracle angel will begin to be released to unlock certain doors in the month of January. I have to speak to you urgently and get these dates to you so that you can hear this blessed word. I believe that God is going to release an angel in the thicket on Christmas Eve on your behalf so that you can hear this blessed word. And I believe that they will open up certain doors for you that will begin to open up in the month of January on these particular dates so that you can hear this blessed word, so that you can know what your miracle angel will begin to release on your behalf. If you wish to no longer receive these messages, please hit the option three now. Oh, Brad wants to so, hear yeah, oh, Brad. So that was the, the first message from our, our dear friend. Um, I, he, listen, why are you going to call me on Christmas Day and let me know about my Christmas Eve angel yeah. being released into the thicket? Yeah. So so does God release, like, an angel into the thicket and then it takes, like, a while? Because it's going to do things for me in January. Like, how do angels are just, like, slow working? Like, how does that? I Look, I'm sure there's a lot of people with a lot of angels opening doors. But what oh. doors are they opening? It's not going to help me if you're mm. opening a door in Chicago. What are you doing yeah. there? Yeah. Uh, I, but I like God releasing angels into I the thicket. I love the part where he's he's talking about, you know, <laughs> I have received word of an angel being released into the thicket. I'm going to pass you on to my uh, assistant, but please call me back. It's kind of urgent. Because I'm going to talk to you about the angels. Just the, the tone shift. Yes. So good. Uh, I think we got another one here. Let's uh, check back in. Oh, God. 
The Lord has begun to speak to me about some things that are going to begin to take place in the 15th year. I need to speak to you urgently before this year is out. Press the numerical button one now so that you can hear what the Lord begins to tell me. Press the numerical button one on your telephone so that I can begin to tell you what the Lord begins to say to me for 15. There are things that are fastly approaching in your life. There are things that are beginning to come to an end in your life. But I must speak to you urgently. Press the numerical button one on your telephone now so that you can hear this blessed word from the Lord. There have been things that have been getting to start even changing in your life. But there are things that are fastly approaching that I must begin to tell you. Press the numerical button one on your telephone so that you can hear this blessed word. Press one now so that I can tell you what Master Jesus begun to whisper in my ear for your ears alone. If you wish to no longer receive these messages, please hit the option three now. Wow. I love, he's going to tell me what Master Jesus <laughs> whispered into his ear. I don't want to hear what Jesus whispered into your ear, dog. That's creepy that Jesus whispered into your ear specifically. Why didn't Jesus talk to me? Why didn't Jesus mm, come to question. me? Good question. Um, we've got another voicemail, not from that Really? Guy. <laughs> now that's a turn of it. Um, he sounds so desperate. Like, I almost want to talk to him just to be like, dude, are you Okay. <laughs> Oh, I mean, he's you know he's been worrying about anointing oils and all. God kinds talks of, like, to me twenty four seven. It is a nightmare of unparalleled proportions. <laughs> I need you to press the button so he stops talking to me. For the love of all humanity, please make our Lord stop whispering in my ear. I went to bed at right. four o'clock this morning and I woke up at four twelve because God couldn't stop whispering in my ear. Maybe it was a Babadook. God may be a Babadook. Help me. Help me. <laughs> if you want to stop receiving these oh, messages. No. <laughs> yeah. You can't get away from the Babadook. All right. So, so let's listen to this voicemail. Hey, Ramjack. Here's a little voicemail about my fears. I'm in the new basement family room I just created, and I'm stuck here with two girls under six. And they found the box with the musical instruments. Yay. Happy New Year! Happy Holidays! That does sound very frightening. Yeah. The countdown at the end. Happy Holidays! One, two, three! And then silence. <laughs> What's happened? <laughs> I, you got two kids under six uh, with musical instruments. Um, but, Illyrio, I, I appreciate you yeah. calling in with a voicemail of your fear, but I really think you should send us a drawing of your fear uh, because, uh, like, listen, we can help with fears. We can help with Babadooks, but we need drawings of them to be able to do anything. You must just send a drawing of your fear now. Send a drawing of your fear now. To make a drawing of your fear and send it to the email inbox now. I need an email. I hear there's spiritual warfare going on. We need a drawing of your fear now. <laughs> if you would like to stop hearing messages about your drawings of your fears, please press three now. Yeah, Leah, thank you so much for, for calling in. I hope everything went okay. Indeed. I would love to know what this countdown was about and why suddenly yes. there was nothing after it. Oh, Are you okay, Lirio? Oh, no. Guys, just Baba call Duke. your friends. That's a, that's a reminder, yeah. Call your friends. Make sure Babadook isn't at them. Isn't getting at them. Seriously. It's a new year. Though, though part of the problem with Babadook is once you know he exists... He comes for you. So we've probably just screwed over a lot of people. Ooh. Um, probably shouldn't have told them about oh, the Oh, no. Because now he knows that you that know. That we know that he knows. Oh, fuck. And the more you deny him, the stronger he's going to get. So what does that mean? Do you just accept him? Like, when you see a Baba dude, you should be like, I accept and recognize you as a person. And then, he, and then he's just like, fuck. 
Then he's like, good. I'll possess you now. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, just don't, like, just don't come into contact with Babadooks. It's that easy. Because they'll fuck you up. It's a really good movie, though. I highly uh, recommend uh, it, guys. Uh. But, guys, if you're having a Babadook situation, again, you can call us, 979-476-9877. That's 979-GROW-UP-7. Uh, just let us know what's going on in your life. Of course, you can always email us. You can email us uh, emails. You can email us drawings of your fears, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also visit the website, ramjackpodcast.com. Uh, get the latest episode information there. Um, you can also go to yes. the wiki and actually go visit some of the links to some of the stories that we talk about on the show. Indeed. It's a fun time. It's useful. It's a super, it's a super, super useful uh, site. iTunes reviews... Get on that Facebook group. It's always a fun time. I love reading the stuff that you guys post on there. Just feeling Absolutely. a part of a community. And not like a yeah. bullshit like Mormon or like weird spirit community, but like a community of people. Yeah, yeah. That aren't crazy. Yeah. Nobody's going to try to sell you a spirit on our uh, Facebook group. No. But if you would like to buy a spirit, I, I can probably hook you up. Uh, I mean, of course, there's going to be like, a, you know, some fees for my troubles for having to handle spirits. But, like, if you want to buy a Babadook, I know a guy. Just send $150 my way or a Golden Doodle. Either one I'll take. Um, we'll make that happen. And, guys, we know uh, your New Year's Eve parties. You know, you're probably probably still cleaning up from those. Well, listen, if you get that Roomba going and you find yourself a little too attracted to it, then maybe you can get off with Happy New